This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Monday, October 5th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. President Trump briefly departed Walter Reed Medical Center on Sunday evening, riding in an SUV with rolled up windows to wave to supporters gathered outside. The president's move from the hospital, uh, move to the hospital on Friday was prompted by his doctor's concern about the rapid progression of his symptoms from Thursday night into Friday morning with a high fever and low oxygen levels. Trump was given uh, supplemental oxygen on Friday before he was brought to the medical center. He was also given a dose of a powerful steroid that the World Health Organization recommends for patients who are critically ill with COVID-19. In a video he tweeted before his brief ride around, President Trump said he's now learned a lot about COVID and he could be discharged from the hospital as early as today. I think what caused a lot of the controversy, Kathy, is that he started doing street racing, which was kind of... No one had planned on that. I mean, he can't feel good yeah, yeah, doing yeah. that right now. Speaking of the president's doctor, Sean Conley, he is a uh, is a Doylestown native and a graduate of PCOM. Dr. Conley, who is a 1998 graduate of Central Bucks, <laughs> Central Bucks High School East, uh, served as the president's physician since 2018. A friend of mine uh, is actually friends with him. And really? Was at his going away party when he moved down to Washington to work in the White House. He's doing well. Conley enlisted in the ROTC as an undergraduate at Notre Dame and served as a naval physician until being assigned to the White House. He was first uh, put under the spotlight in May after revealing that the president took uh, hydroxychloroquine yes, as a prophylactic while under his care. The medicine has yet to be proven effective as a preventative for COVID-19. President Donald Trump battling coronavirus at Walter Reed Medical Center uh, has now brought him into the spotlight again. Officials in Pennsylvania said an outage that has affected voter registration and other online services through the weekend was resolved. The issue began at 5.30 on Saturday evening. Technicians identified the cause as an equipment failure at a data center managed by the Commonwealth of by Unisys and said that uh, technicians immediately began to work on plans for recovery. We are working around the clock with our vendors to bring services back online as quickly as possible and will continue to do so until operations are fully restored. The Secretary of Administration, Michael Newsom, sun, uh, said Sunday. Newsom said that the during the outage, the affected agencies activated their continuity plans and provided additional information to customers of the impacted services. Officials said that there is no indication at this time of any malicious physical or cyber activity or any loss of data that occurred. In sports this morning. Oh. <laughs> The Eagles beat the 49ers last night in San Francisco for their first win of the season. Travis Fulgham caught a go-ahead 42-yard touchdown pass from Carson Wentz with just under six minutes remaining, and Alex Singleton returned an interception for a score to lift the Eagles to a 25-20 win. With the win, the Eagles improved to 1-2-1 and and into first place in the NFC East. Up next for the Eagles is a game in Pittsburgh against the Steelers. Kickoff on Sunday is scheduled for 1 o'clock. 
In Game 3 of the NBA Finals, the Miami Heat won for the first time in the series, beating the LA Lakers 115-104 last night in Orlando. Jimmy Butler recorded a triple-double and finished with 40 points, 11 rebounds, and 13 assists. The Lakers lead the series two games to one. Game 4 is set for tomorrow night. There were no games in the baseball playoffs yesterday, but the two American League Division Series begin this afternoon. In the first game, the Houston Astros will travel to Oakland to take on the A's. The first pitch is set for 4:07. In the second game, the New York Yankees will head to Florida for their game one against the Tampa Bay Rays. And first, the first pitch in that game is set for 8:07. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. We have a few things set for your week and your day. We're going to start off with the fact that we have a new word of the week prize. You do that on Monday morning. Three hundred dollar Red Robin gift card. Yum. So we'll get the letter at the end of the program. And you know how that works out. It makes five letter word. And we'll give it away on Friday. We have also now, last week, we had an announcement from our friends concerning the Camp Out for Hunger at ACME and the Head Start program, which has begun already. We have another announcement concerning the Camp Out for Hunger. And we will get to that around 8 o'clock, around Bizarre File Time, the first Bizarre File that we do. So uh, it's important, especially if you own a business or work for a business that wants to get involved in the Camp Out for Hunger. So we have a guest who's popping on. We'll get those details a little bit later on this morning. Also joining us guest-wise will be Ian Zaring, and he is in Swamp Thing, uh, which is going to be tomorrow night on the CW. And this was brought in by Popular Demand, you were saying, right? Yeah, so it was on the – they had the series. They had 10 episodes. They just showed a few of them, and they moved it over to the – I guess to the CW and showed the last final episodes or – Long story short, it's a show that was revived by the fans, right? And and now it looks like they're off and running with it. Uh, Ein's a cool guy, so we'll, is, uh, yeah. we'll talk to him later on this morning. And we also have uh, Lewis Black on the show, comedian Lewis Black, and he has a premiere of his new stand-up special, "Thanks for Risking Your Life," <laughs> which is available tomorrow on Amazon Prime. And Lewis is great, so we'll talk to him as well. Uh, so we have that. I have yet to dive into what we have as far as giveaways this week. Oh, and also, uh, the Rocktober Madness continues. Whoa! Uh, just to bring you back up to speed, some moves uh, that happened. Yeah. Uh, Marissa was just filling out the boards. I mainly am and keeping track of our own section of this particular uh, bracket setup that we have. And Van Halen beat Jimi Hendrix, Whoa. which, yeah, it was the Battle of the Guitar Gods. And people leaned a little more, you know... A little to the newer than the old, and yeah. they, uh, they gave Eddie and company uh, the move ahead. So eventually, Van Halen and Zeppelin are going to have to face off. That's true. That'll be interesting. be interesting. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how that works out. Uh, it looks like uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan beat out Black Sabbath. See this? That's unique. Yes, happening. I would not pick that one. Uh, then Casey, I can't see the other ones. Bowie, from here. Bowie beat Nirvana. Shut up! Yeah. Wow, and and Pierre's. So Pierre's, uh, he's he was kind of pulling for that one too. Yeah, yeah. And I think he's had some influence. What about in uh, Pierre, uh, upper left hand corner, oh, please, if corner. you would? Do we Lincoln Park beat Weezer? Lincoln Park beat Weezer. Okay, uh, interesting wow. as well. Okay, so we'll have the next matchups uh, today, and I believe it'll be Aerosmith against Bob Dylan with Pierre and Pancake. Uh, with us, it'll be Guns N' Roses against Stone Temple Pilots. As far as Jackson and Sarah's section goes, Soundgarden and Prince facing off against each other. That's going to be interesting. And then with Jackie and Brent, you have uh, Shinedown and Motley Crue. So the Battle Royale continues, and it'll be up to you to decide who moves forward in that. But Pierre kicks that whole thing off around 1130 this morning. So uh, that's going on. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second, and uh, we'll run down some of the entertainment stories uh, from the weekend and a stupid question with some stuff to give away. So hang with us as we coast you in on the drive this morning. We'll be right back. 
Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. If you're ready for love and ready to get engaged, visit Steven Singer Jewelers. He makes buying an engagement ring easy online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So we're going to ask a stupid question, and today we're going to give away a pair of tickets to the Bates Motel and Haunted Attractions, and you'll have to answer this question. What is the name of Captain Ahab's ship? Uh-huh. 215-263-WMMR. Call now and let's see if you know the answer to this. What is the name of Captain Ahab's ship? Some classic literature for you this morning. I'll go through some birthdays while we're waiting for that answer. And there's a few of them today being Monday, October 5th. Uh, we will begin with a woman I have some news on in a little bit, Kate Winslet. Yes. Uh, is 45 years old today. We learned last week that uh, Titanic is one of Kathy's three favorite films. Yep. Nice. Um, what, what, where would you put it in, in the top three? As, at number three? I, uh, no, I, that's like one of the ones that I just, I, I love it. I'll watch it at any point. Um, is it ahead of Tango and Cash or behind it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They're just like a top three. I don't know what number. Okay. By the way, I don't have Kate Winslet coming in. I have Kate Beckinsale. Oh, okay, same man. thing, though. They're very interchangeable. Same thing. Uh, Kate Winslet is 45 today. Nikki Hilton. Ah. Socialite. Uh, it says what is she here. most famous for? And also fashion week. designer. And her motor wasn't she the one on the was it her? It was actually Rod Stewart's daughter, okay. but Nikki was right, right next there. to her when yeah. it happened. What, this the was, motorcycle? Yeah. It's one of the greatest pieces of footage ever caught. It's the best. They were they were at a, a promo shoot for something. It's on a red carpet and they had a, a <laughs> motorcycle, a chopper, and she gets on it and I guess she didn't know it was in gear or she I don't know. You know, listen, you've gotta you gotta pull the clutch, you gotta put it in gear, yeah. then you gotta let out on the clutch and hit the gas. Unless this was some kind of an automatic chopper, which I've never heard of, but she she hits the throttle and this thing takes off on her. Oh, it so was great. crazy, uh, and she could have she could have seriously been hurt from that thing because those things weigh a ton, man. Uh, this is probably one of if there was a a Hall of Fame of viral videos, uh, this would have to be first ballot, uh, for for me at least. Yeah. I mean, this was like, <laughs> we're watching a video right now. It's one of the best. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure they've out. done it, and I'm sure it's ended up in the top ten. That's great. Nikki, a friend of mine worked with Nikki Hilton on one of the, I guess she's a designer, so she, uh, my friend, had to go into their house and sit down with her with the products and say, do you like this? Is this the one you like? Is this the color you like? Yes. Do you like designing this? Do you like designing this? Um, How but, was she? She's, you know, she said she was nice, not yeah. like overly friendly, but not, you know, she yeah. said it, it was fine. Did okay. she bring out like pizza bagels and stuff? And, <laughs> she didn't and, bring and out fresca? But she said, so she went to their, one of their places, I guess, in New York City, and she said it was just like amazing. It was sprawling, you know, amazing that it's in the middle of the city and right. this big. Uh, she's 37 today. Uh, actor Guy Pierce, he's fantastic. He is. He's great. Uh, lots of great stuff, his... including uh, L.A. Confidential, Memento. They were talking about a sequel, cool. believe it or not. A, a, a sequel to, uh, no, to L.A. Confidential. Ooh. Oh. I, and see where, like, Bud is and everybody. Yeah. And, and the whole thing. Like, that'd be kind of cool. I would love that. Yeah, yeah. That was a fantastic film. Let's not forget Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3. You are correct. So he is Killian, actually... I think was um, his, he did a movie, and I, I, th- I, th- I think it's called Lockdown. I'm not sure. It takes place on a space station where a, a politician's daughter has gone up to this... It, it's, a, it's a prison station, and he has to go up and rescue 
her. Long story short, though, this became one of those find movies on Netflix during the lockdown. Yeah. And suddenly this movie that was really did nothing in the box office is huge on Netflix. No kidding. Nice. Yeah, Guy Pierce. He's 53 today. Bob Geldof, the rock star turned activist. The Boomtown Rats. I do love this song. Uh, and, of course, he's the man who brought us Live Aid. It was, right. it was his baby. That's depicted in the movie Bohemian Rhapsody. That is correct, yeah. Uh, so he turns uh, 69 years old today. So happy birthday to Mr. Bob Geldof. It's also Steve Miller's birthday today. Yep, the Joker. Uh, he turns 77 years old. Um, hit after hit after hit after hit. I'm back to appreciating him. Uh, after a while, he got so played out that I was like, ah, enough. Yeah. And now I'm like, yeah, he's really good. Yeah, if, if you pop on Greatest Hits or, yeah. or you just, uh, you know, kind of cycle through his songs, you do uh, just let things roll and you, you just realize how many great songs he has written over the years. And he, he's a bit of a, he's a bit of a ba- uh, tough guy to deal with from what I understand. He's got a real strong, you know. Well, he had some massive opinions about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the way that they treat the artist. Yeah, I'm really and the fact that they like, um, uh, they make, they, they, you know, listen, it's not uncommon for you to have to pay if you attend one of these events to have places at a uh, at a table. Yeah. But there's, you know, the original band should get passes. You would yeah. think the, so. The honorees, yeah. you know, should, should be allowed to attend for free. Uh, Steve Miller, 77 years old today, so happy birthday. Uh, Daniel Baldwin celebrates his birthday. Uh, he's, you know, brother of Alec and Stephen. Homicide Life on the Street. That's right. That's what, That was his show. And then he also did that vampire movie. Um, John Carpenter and James Woods was in it. Okay. It's, it's pretty crappy. Okay. He's uh, pretty crappy. He's also, uh, in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, he basically... Plays, uh, oh, yeah. Like he's a homicide life on the streets. Yep. He's <laughs> with, a sidekick yeah. on the TV show that they keep going back to uh-huh. and showing short clips of. Yeah. And they have like the cheesiest lines. I mean, yeah. they're meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. But... Yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. He's 60 today. Uh, Karen Allen. Wow. Did I have a crush on her yeah. for a long time? Yeah. Uh, Animal House. And uh, she's in the Indiana Jones films, Raiders of the Lost Ark, actually. And then she comes back around. Pistade, uh, right? Pistade. Pistade. Casey's favorite line. I used to do her. shots of iced tea all the time, mm-hmm. and I would imitate her in that. Uh, in <laughs> Not that. Indiana Jones. No, her. <laughs> the drinking contest, yeah. where she goes from almost barely able to stand up, yeah. hammered, <laughs> to immediately sober and fighting Nazis in thirty seconds. That's how it works, you know. It is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> nothing takes you out of out of it. Makes you more sober than a Nazi fight. That's right. Uh, she's also in other great movies like Starman and uh, The Perfect Storm and Scrooged. Uh, she is 79 today. Clive Barker, the author who brought us uh, things like Hellraiser and uh, the Candyman uh, story. Hey, great, great author, Stephen King. One of Stephen King's favorite authors. Yeah, he's 68 today. Uh, Brian Johnson of wow. ACDC. They just made the announcements last week officially about the lineup of the band. He's back in. We were listening to the, a little bit of the new song. Yeah. And and we all agreed. They just do, they do ACDC better yeah. than anyone else. They, they <laughs> really? continue to yeah. do ACDC and it's just... It's just music that's easy to to listen to, to get in yeah. to your soul, and, you know, it is what it is. They've got the magic mix, and, you know, he's uh, he's great at what he does, that kind of scream singing. We thought he was out forever, yeah. and here he is back. Forever. Forever. He is 73 today. He's a seahorse. Yeah, he's a seahorse captain. Uh, happy birthday to Brian Johnson. 
Uh, uh, Mario Lemieux. Mario Lemieux. Sorry, I've been Mario. trained on it's Mario, right? Not Mario. We had a guy. We had we had a guy named Mario call under Mario, and he swears up and down it's All Mario. Right. So we'll go with All that. All right. Uh, Mario Lemieux, uh, NHL Hall of Famer. Uh, you know, listen, the dude was amazing. Yes. Uh, four-time NHL scoring leader, fifty-five years old today. I just hated him because he played for the Penguins. <laughs> and then the last birthday, Jesse Eisenberg. Ah, yeah. Um, Zombieland Social Network. He was a Lex Luthor. And I thought he did a damn good job. Some people found his performance too quirky. Yeah, I didn't care for him. Yeah. I, I didn't think it ruined the movie or anything no. like that. But I, I just always saw Lex as an older, more right. seasoned guy. But, you know, and I, subsequent I, I, I let it go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, now You See Me, the, the, those series of movies. He is uh, 37 today. All right. Um, let's see if we can get an answer to this question. What is the name of Captain Ahab's ship? Two one five two six three WMMR. That is the number, and I'm going to go to Jim for the answer. Hi, Jim. You're on the air, man. Hey, Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks, sir. What is the name of Captain Ahab's ship? That would be the Pequod. You are correct. Yeah. Pequod. All right, Jim. For you, we have a pair of tickets to Bates Motel and Haunted Attractions, and you. We'll experience terror like never before. Located in Glen Mills, PA. Fully open and safe. To select your time and to buy tickets, you can go to the Bates Motel. Ahab's treachery, Preston, in that book is staggering. He kept the shuffleboard deck closed down throughout the no, entire voyage. No, the whole time? The entire oh. voyage. I mean, you need to have morale. On yeah. Ship, man. I don't know what something to do. All right, at the box office, I have the top five. Oh. Someday we'll get back to the top five. It's five. amazing. Yes. So, uh, Infidel was number five, followed by Unhinged. Infidel is the Jim Caviezel movie. Uh, the New Mutants was third, followed by Hocus Pocus. Is that the classic Hocus Pocus? That's crazy that people went to go see that, yeah. and it was on Freeform on, on October 1st. Well, you know, it's also uh, uh, got people talking about it. There is word of a sequel in the works. I had no idea. Like, for some reason. It is a, um, it's huge with a lot. The way It's I, huge in my house, yeah. and I had no idea. Like, I had, like, I live with these people, and they were, like, all, you know, geeked out about it coming on Freeform to I, kick I, off their Halloween movies. I enjoy that movie, but yeah. I enjoy the movie Trick or Treat, which is also a, another Halloween perennial. Yeah. Um, f- much more, you know. But they're, 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 they're just fun Halloween movies that have picked up this head of steam over the past, I'd say, five, ten years, President. And then uh, number one was Tenet, still wow. uh, up there, you know, doing what it does, and people don't even know what it's about, and they still go to see it. <laughs> I wonder if at the end of this, because of the way everything's constrained with the lockdown and with the theaters not opening up, or some of them just opening up partially, if at the end of all this, Tenet will really have done phenomenally well because it's one of just a handful of options. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's like over $300 million already. Yeah, yeah you know, worldwide, right. yeah. This All is right. the next uh, Hocus Pocus. <laughs> so we're going to dive into the heavy stuff. We'll begin with uh, Harvey Weinstein. Uh, I haven't heard that name in a while. Uh, Maybe behind bars in New York, but that hasn't stopped the Los Angeles District Attorney's Office from hitting him with six new counts of sexual assault. Weinstein's being accused of raping a woman at an unnamed hotel in Beverly Hills between September 1st, 2004 and September 30th, 2005. He is also accused of raping another woman in 2009 and 10. All told, he has been facing 11 charges in connection to assaults on five women at hotels in Beverly Hills, including four counts of rape, four counts of oral sex, four counts of sexual battery, plus 
another count of sexual penetration by force per court papers obtained by page six. If you read Ronan Farrow's book, Preston, he suggests that what we hear in these court proceedings is just a tiny bit of the amount of infractions he's guilty of because he's been around forever. Sometimes you'll be watching a movie that you think this must predate Harvey Weinstein and you'll see the name in one of the the producer category. Mm -hmm. He's been around forever and he's been doing this forever. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, Forever. The complaint includes accusations from unnamed women and one model named Lauren Young, who testified against him at his New York uh, at his trial in New York. Um, the DA Jackie Lacey said, "I am thankful to the first women who reported these crimes and whose courage has given strength to others to come forward. Uh, the willingness of these latest victims to testify." Against a powerful man gives us the additional evidence we need to build a compelling criminal case. Weinstein was first charged uh, in L.A. in January. Lacey announced the charge the day before jury selection in his Manhattan rape trial. Uh, he was convicted of rape and is serving 23 years at the Wendy Correctional Facility in upstate New York. Uh, so L.A. prosecutors want to bring Weinstein to California to face charges. An extradition hearing is scheduled in December. It's the uh, convicted rapist tour. Of course, he denies yeah. uh, the allegations. Prince William was so peeved at his brother Harry, he refused to share dinner with him what? at the infamous Sandringham Summit, where the entire family decided how to sort out the Megxit situation. Uh-oh. The revelations are part of a new bombshell book. That's um, him yelling. Battle, yeah. Battle of Brothers, serialized in the Daily Mail and set for release on October 13th. The author claims the once cozy relationship has been utterly broken by Harry's disrespect and betrayal when he didn't get the Queen's approval before he and his wife, Meghan. Don't you dare decide, oh, my tricking finger. Decide. <laughs> there for me. Decided. Every single one of them, right down to the pinky. Uh, decided to step down from their senior roles. Meanwhile, Harry and Meghan will be sticking to California this year instead of hanging with the royal cohorts uh, cohorts for Christmas. They're uh, hanging with the Hasselhoff family, right? According to uh, Vanity Fair. Uh, at this stage, this is according to a source, uh, at this stage they are really enjoying their new life in California. Uh, this year, instead of hanging with the royal... Instead, no, I'm, I'm reading the wrong line. <laughs> At this stage, they're really enjoying their new life in California and their home, a source told Vanity Fair, but others believe that the real reason that, uh, is that Harry, Meghan, and Kate, and William are on the outs. And don't they want to become competitive surfers? I would hope so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've got it right there. Uh, since their initial rift, the pair haven't really spoken, though they have wished each other happy birthday. Uh, this is according to the source, uh, or to Lacey, the author of this book. If this breach between the brothers is not healed in some way, it will come to stand with the uh, abdication crisis and the death of Diana as one of the traumas that changed the monarchy. Now, so, mind you, this book is sort of a bomb thrower book, so there, you know, sure, it's a gossip book. We don't know if, uh, how strained this relationship is, and if it's this bad. I hope it's not. They they always seem to yeah. be very close. Yeah. All right, I saw this story on Friday. This was this was the weirdest celebrity thing I saw all weekend. Rick Moranis is doing just fine after he was the victim of a random assault in New York City. Uh, the actor, on Thursday morning, was punched and knocked down by an unidentified man while walking near Central Park. Just out of the blue. Yeah. Video of the incident was shared online via the NYPD Crime Stoppers Twitter account, and police asked for information from anyone who might have seen the assailant. Uh, Moranis reportedly suffered back, hip, neck, uh, and head pain after the attack and took himself to the hospital afterwards. 
His representative had confirmed the actor was, quote, assaulted on the Upper West Side on Thursday. He is fine, uh, but grateful for everyone's thoughts and well wishes. I uh, quickly received an outpouring of support online after news of the incident broke with Captain America, Chris Evans, tweeting, my blood is boiling. <laughs> right? Find this man. You don't touch Rick Moranis. Uh, so, I, you know, uh, listen, I, I doubt that whoever did that knew it, that, that that was, was targeted. No, that that was Rick Moranis. I mean, he's been out of the spotlight for a long time. He looks a little different than you would expect him to look now. But, you know, you know, however, it, you know, you have to think about this. We haven't seen him for a long time. Suddenly he's in this commercial with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gets a little bit of press. Oh, maybe I'll reemerge back onto the scene. Yeah. And he gets cold cocked in the park. Yeah. You know, so. What, you, you're saying that? that no, I'm just saying it's. It it, no, no, oh, I'm okay. saying it's just a bad confluence of yeah, events. Yeah. yeah. So. Like if you were. You, yeah. he Maybe was, he'll go back in into his, hiding now. Right. In his mind, he's thinking, <laughs> right. it's yeah. safe. Right. I'm good. Okay. Yeah. God damn it. I yeah. know, man. Step out for one second. And he gets knocked down. Yeah. We all lo- almost had Spaceballs too. Uh, yeah. I love Rick Moranis. Who doesn't love Rick Moranis? So hopefully they find out the idiot that did that, find out who it was. All right, after uh, Chrissy Teigen shared intimate details of the loss of her pregnancy, some people criticized her on social media. She and John Legend were expecting their third child together and had shared the ups and downs of their pregnancy on social media uh, when she lost the baby, Jack. She shared the news. Uh, Kate Beckinsale saw the comments, and she jumped to her defense, revealing that she, too, lost a pregnancy and that there was no right or wrong way to grieve. When did this happen? Uh, You know what? I don't know, Steve. Um, It says years ago, she said. Um, So she wrote, uh, I've noticed people criticizing Chrissy Teigen for sharing deeply intimate photos of the loss of her baby as if there's some protocol during soul-scouring calamity that, if not observed, emboldens people who do not know her or her family say how she should be handling the unimaginable. She said, years ago, I lost a baby at 20 weeks. I had managed to keep my pregnancy quiet, and I absolutely collapsed inside, and no one would have known. There is grief, shame, and shock so often that come with an experience like this, plus the heartbreak of your body continuing after the loss to act as if the child, uh, as if it had a child to nurture. Right. She shared that her breast milk had come and despite there being no one to feed, she called the experience the loneliest, most soul-destroying period of time, particularly if you are not in the position of having an emotionally connected, supportive partner like Chrissy has. Uh, she concluded by saying, thank you, Chrissy, for making sure that it is abundantly clear how devastating this is and how life-changing it can be without support. Let's let the grieving decide what's right for them. Uh, send support or keep quiet. This is a really hard time to bear. Blessings and hugs to all. Uh, Tegan's mother, by the way, uh, Vialia, I'm not sure how you pronounce her name. Uh, v- Villanova? Villa Eluk, I guess. Anyhow, had shared a tribute to her huh. late grandson. Uh, H- Hilaria Baldwin just welcomed her fifth child with Alec Baldwin. And she might be considering a six. Well, I thought that was it. But not quite yet. So right. the pair share Carmen, Raphael, Leonardo, Romeo, uh, Donatello. Donatello. Yeah. 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 Bumblebee. Uh, and uh, the new Optimus <laughs> <Bumblebee>. Prime. <laughs> and Eduardo, who's yes, the newborn. Of course. Uh, she said, my kids are like, Mommy, you have a baby in your belly? And I was like, absolutely not. He's three weeks when old. When don't I? Absolutely not right now. And she said, not right now. We'll see. So that's uh, the thing oh, that, people okay. are reading into. So 
Uh, she went on to uh, gush over her youngest, sharing, I think that when you're the fifth child, you have to go with the flow. He's a good baby. I'm so grateful and happy that uh, all of my little complaints don't add up to how amazing it is, but it's a lot. Uh, school started literally at the same time he was born, and we're still doing homeschool. So they have got a full house, man. Like I look, my wife is one of nine. My sister-in-law has nine, and they're just great people. That you know, that I mean, it's so. But man, I don't, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. No, that's I can't even imagine Mm-mm. nine. No, I, I, mm-hmm. that's no. As you can but, imagine, yeah, I can't. I can't. Ben, I can't. <laughs> Uh, Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey bowed as Joe Biden for the season 46 premiere of Saturday Night Live. Alec Baldwin returned as Donald Trump uh, with Beck Bennett stepping in as moderator Chris Wallace. Uh, we have a couple of clips here. Case, can you make sure they're over? Uh, we have uh, Baldwin's one. Trump uh, had said the terms law and order are very vague terms and rules are meant to be broken. It's the same with masks. I've got mine right here in my pocket. And he pulled out a thong uh, out of his pocket. You don't need one all the time. It's like a seatbelt. You just wear it when you're backing out of the driveway and then you can take it off. Uh, Maya Rudolph returned as uh, Biden's vice presidential candidate uh, Kamala Harris uh, saying, I think if there's one thing we learned tonight, it's that America needs a WAP. Woman as president. But for now, I'll settle for HVPIC, hot vice president in charge. So we have a couple of clips. What Do we have uh, more than one here? Uh, I only have the one right now uh, as Chloe Feynman. Is there, w- there, there a couple over? Or? They're, 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 can you grab them quickly? They're right at the top of the nine ball page. Okay. Well, I yeah. thought you, did you send them over? No, I, I just oh. sent the, yeah, just the one, yeah. Is it of uh, something completely different? It's uh, Chloe Feynman did a, uh, so it was kind of wild to watch it. They actually had what I thought was a pretty robust audience response. Did you watch it? Yeah, I did. So you could actually hear it. It sort of sounded like the deal. But the thing that blew me away uh, of the show that night, Chloe Feynman does a spot on Drew Barrymore impression that I've never (laughs) seen done. So they did a parody of the Drew Barrymore show. All right, here we go. Hello to all my beautiful wildflowers. After seeing what went down with Alan, we took a hard turn in the other direction. I am just like you, a boho free spirit mommy mother movie star since I was six. It's the Drew Barrymore Show. How do you do? Tune in to see her have a blast by herself in a big empty studio. Holy moly only. Watch as she connects to her Zoom audience. Thank you for being my VFF. Virtual friends forever. So she's, I mean, she's a dynamo. Her uh, her level of impression capability, they have a couple of top um, female uh, impressionists on the yeah. show right now. And uh, she also did, um, God, uh, Reese Witherspoon and does a spot on Reese Witherspoon. Really? I've never seen a Reese Witherspoon done before. I'd have to see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you think about Drew Barrymore, that does kind of lend itself to an impression because... Her words come out right. very yeah, yeah. kind of slow. She's very valley, and she's the lisp. Yeah, she's got yeah, the lisp, yeah, yeah. too. Yep. Last mm-hmm. season, Chloe did a, an impression of Laura Dern. I'd never seen a Laura Dern impression before, Steve, and you're right. I mean, she's unbelievably yeah. talented, but she does it in a way that's spot on, but also really funny. Yeah, and yeah. We, we've talked about impressionists a lot over the years, and, you know, you can do an impression, but not necessarily a funny one. She also did a she Timothy. Both. Timothy, was it Chalamet? What's his name? Oh, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. right. She does a great Timothy Chalamet, too. <laughs> yeah, she's great. All right, uh, I had to look up who Chrissy Metz was. Yeah. Uh, she's from This Is Us. Yeah. That's your show, Kat. The big girl, right? Yes. Yeah, she thinks that Bradley Collins is a dreamboat. Right. Uh, she opened up on social media about her romance. Yeah. 
captioning shots. Happy National Boyfriend Day to my dreamboat. Was it National Boyfriend Day? Uh, dude, I uh, should have yeah. posted pictures of my boyfriend. They had National Daughter's Day and then Sunday. National Taco Day, Day on Sunday? Then, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I missed the Daughter Day, and I, yeah. I don't know when these days Well, are I didn't do up, any and post- Are they real, or is somebody just making this stuff it's up? It's a social media know. holiday is what it is. Yeah. And so it's so you can post pictures of you and your your son or daughter or whatever. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And how about so- a little warning, you know, so I can maybe get some pictures together <laughs> well, ahead of time? Yeah, no, the warning scramble is. scramble and go, wow, all right, now I got to dig through and find good pictures. You well, know what I mean? let, let me tell you something. I forget who, one of the celebrities was caught in that sort of thing, and, and uh, I forget who said. <laughs> So they they were she was lavishing attention on her son, and at the bottom of her Instagram post, I forget which who it was, but she writes, "Apparently last week was Daughter's Day." Sorry, yeah. <laughs> and you know you, there's too many to keep up, but I have a feeling that Hallmark is behind a lot of them, right? But this guy, I guess, is 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 that her boyfriend on the show, Kathy? Kathy? It looks no, like that's no, that's, 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 that's her actual boyfriend. Boyfriend, yeah. yeah. Okay, it's a dreamboat. What Lorraine calls Marty in the yep. Uh, He's such a dreamboat. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, Bradley, she said, from the first moment I laid eyes on you, I wanted to, I wanted and needed to know you. Uh, now I feel so lucky to love you. Uh, you can. I love you. All right, wait a minute. It says, you can hashtag Collins me smitten. Huh? Collins? Collins. C-O-L-L-I-N-S. What? Okay. Me Smitten. It's his last name, Collins. His last confused. name is Collins. Oh, his last name is Collins. So you're, you've been calling me. That's so cute. She is really sweet. Uh, and she said, thank you for being the absolute wonder that you are. I love you. I love you, too. Uh, the, pair, <laughs> the pair reportedly met in May. So apparently they're, they're happy and they're doing well. And We're happy. Good on them. Um, uh, after a social media hiatus, Amanda Bynes. Debuted a new look in her first Instagram post since July. I didn't recognize her. Uh, when she wiped her account clean. No, she looks different. She has very dark hair. Yeah. Um, she almost rocking a grunge look. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah with the torn jeans and, and flannel. Uh, she shared a uh, photo of herself with uh, black hair. I love and, me. And side-swept bangs. What's I've, her account? Uh, I couldn't find it, uh, Nick. I had, uh, I had to find just a, this particular photo, and I, I went and searched Amanda Bynes, and I didn't find anything with the blue check by it that indicated that you know it was a uh, a verified account. Or what if she like that, posted but... that and then deleted again? I don't know, man. I was I was watching. There was some movie was on. Uh, it might have been uh, Big Fat Liar recently, and I just you look at that vacant look that she has now. Yes. I, I feel bad for her because clearly something mentally changed as she got older because she was a real bright young comedic actress super sharp really talented yes uh but but something happened along the way and she just every photo i see of her just has this kind of like the thousand yard stare yeah this odd look about her so god this looks nothing like her yeah right so her account is matt black uh online store uh m-a-t-t-e like uh an artist would use a matt black so uh, not Matt Black Spat, Splat uh, online store, but uh, yeah, she only has one post. She has five hundred and ten followers, five hundred ten thousand followers. Yeah, uh, and that's her. No blue check though. Right. Okay. And her catchphrase is Jack selling for less. That's right. That's right. Yeah. But what? What? How embarrassing she will be when she finds out that's already, it's already been taken. Used. Yeah. yeah. Send her another spiral. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. You know, we may have to ask uh, Ian Ziering about this later on when we have him on. Uh, Jessica Alba. Arguably, a much bigger star now than anyone on 90210 recalls the strange instruction she was given when she was a guest star on the show in 1998. Yeah. Uh, She said in an interview on the set of 90210, 
I couldn't even make eye contact with any of the cast members, which was really strange when you're trying to do a scene with him. I was, uh, it was like, yeah, you're not allowed to make eye contact with anyone really? on the cast member uh, on the cast, or you'll be thrown off the set. Sometimes you hear things like that. When I first started in radio, there was a. Uh, and I won't mention the name, a DJ who preceded me uh, at the station I was at. And the rumor was is that that particular on-air celebrity had said the interns could not make eye contact with him. I'm like, so why? I think more often than not, the case probably is the showrunners, the people that are there. Maybe they do it. To keep, the, um, to keep things moving. Yeah. Rather than having these, uh, you know, bit actors come in and kind of fanboy on the actors when they're trying to get some work done. They just tell them ahead of time. Don't make eye contact. Let's keep the stick to the script. Let's do the business and move on. Don't try to have conversations with them. And maybe the actors don't really know that's going on or they just kind of let it happen because they just want to get their work done and get out of there. It's possible. I think when it's framed that way, though, it makes them seem extra pompous. If you were to just say, listen, to keep things moving. Yeah. You know, try not to try not to engage them. They're they're wonderful people. And, you know, move on and with your life. But we're on we're on the clock. Time is money. All those other hackneyed phrases. And let's get to it. Yep. Uh, so anyhow, we will have Ian's earring on later on. So I don't know if we'll have a chance. Well, we to won't be looking him in the eyes. No, we won't be. No, he'll be on the phone. He'll be on the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, how about this? This is uh, terrible news. Uh, the country's second largest movie theater chain may never reopen. Uh, the Wall Street Journal reports that Cineworld Group is considering closing all of its Regal Entertainment Group movie theaters. Man, I like Regal theaters. I do, too. I go to the Regals a lot. Yeah, the Regal at Oaks is my pretty yeah. much my theater of choice. Their reclining seats are far superior to AMC's reclining seats. Far superior. I don't even... I don't go to any AMC. Uh, so, well, I mean... I go I, to the AMC Plymouth meeting. Yeah, I have a choice. I go to the Those Regal, yeah. to the Regal um, Plymouth meeting as well. Yeah, AMC Marple and the Regal Edgemont are kind of like equidistant from my house. And uh, like I, you know, I don't the the, the buttons to, to recline on the uh, the regal seats are just way easier to use. How are the buttons on your chairs? The ones at the AMC are it's like a touch are pad, they spongy. Uh, but I I I think which are you like the um they're they're plusher too are they not the seats? Nah, you know they're you yeah know, six one half dozen together yeah. I guess. All right, but anyhow, uh, yeah, it said uh, several large-scale releases have been delayed. Uh, the company will likely make a uh, final decision today. I the hope they don't. Or tomorrow. I hope they don't, too, Because that's also loads and loads and loads jobs. of jobs. Yeah, yeah, so that would be sad if that were indeed the case. Uh, let's see. Ro- uh, Rald Dahl, or Rold Dahl, I don't know how you pronounce his name, The Witches. Yes. Uh, directed by Robert Zemeckis, is headed to HBO Max. Uh, the film, starring Anna Hathaway, Octavia Spencer, and Chris Rock, will debut exclusively on the Warner Media streaming service October 22nd. They already made a great version of this with Angelica Houston. Do you remember that? No. It was really good. Uh, dark uh, in his classic style. Oh, yeah. She was the, the lead witch. They're having this big witches convention. I do remember that. And uh, it's really well done. It's funny, and it's creepy, and it's great. Yeah, they made him look really nasty, With right? the, the huge hook. Yeah. And, then, and in fact, Preston, if you remember at the time they did that, witches groups started complaining. Yeah, <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
Witches don't look like that. Well, classically, in right. literature, they end up looking like that. Yeah, the hags. Yeah. Uh, the Not fi- the hot witches like Samantha. The film will be headed to theaters internationally beginning October 28th. Pre-pandemic, the film was set to bow on October 9th, but movie theaters um, upended the release strategy. And then one last thing, and then we'll move over to the clips. Jamie Foxx is joining the next Spider-Man installment, <sighs> starring uh, Tom Holland as Electro. He, was, uh, he, he played him yeah, okay. in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah, you remember that with uh, Andrew Garfield. I wasn't that keen on that on that villain. What did you guys think? Well, uh, I don't necessarily... I didn't like that whole... Neither did well, I. Yeah, the yeah. whole movie was kind of weak. I have faith in this franchise. Yes. Over what I, they I were... I do. Yeah. And I know they'll make... But I'm like, do we need to go to that well? Uh, uh, but um, who knows? We'll give it a shot. They could bring back Sandman. He was I forget which one he was in, but he was good. The, was the, the third Tobey Maguire film. Yeah, all right. There was were... there was too much going. They also oh, yeah. had, they had Venom in that movie too. Right. So that was uh, Thomas Hayden Church, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't bad. Uh, Zendaya, Marissa Tomei, Jacob Batalon, and Tony uh, Revolori are also reportedly set for the film. All right, we will now move over to the clips. doing here we're doing mystery clips oh, 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 oh. No, it was it was underneath that for a monday that would have been awesome other clips i'm sorry guys a syrian er doctor finds refuge in canada <laughs> and faces some of his toughest life changes both inside and outside the hospital in the tv series transplant i tell you what why not uh, don't even tell these guys who the uh, person is talking and see if they can actually get it Really? Yeah. Okay. You, I mean, he, he already told you what show it was. All right, here we go. I was in South Africa, and I think my agents called me up, and then they signed it on my behalf because I was out of the country. I went and prayed, and then I was just like, you know what? I'm going to celebrate at the rap party. Once I've what done all f- my work for the first season, that's when I'm going to celebrate. And I did. What the f***? I don't know. No, you won't know. It's a guy named Hazma Hack. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't watch the show. I don't know him. And I don't know Hazma Hack. Yeah. Uh, new episode of Transplant premieres uh, tomorrow, 10 o'clock on NBC. Next clip. Emergency Call is a new reality series that looks at the daily lives of 911 dispatchers as uh, they take our calls. And in this clip, host... Luke Wilson ah. discusses the shows satisfying a lifelong curiosity. Here we go. Growing up in Dallas, my favorite section of the local paper was the metro section and just kind of reading about different crimes and things like that. And I, it would you just read these little paragraphs where it would be somebody's name and the location that it happened and the age of the person and what time of night it happened. And I'll, I'd always find myself wondering, OK, well, what's the story behind that? Anyway, emergency call airs tonight. That's at uh, ten o'clock on ABC. So, are these um, reenacted, or is this actual? F- I, I can't imagine. That's what I'm curious. You about. could get away with using footage from an actual nine one one call center, right? It looks like it'll probably be reenactments, but you know, I, I'm not really sure, Steve. I never thought uh, Luke and Owen sounded very much alike, but in that clip, he really sounded a lot like his brother. Did you guys notice that he at did. all? A little bit. I noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah some of that. In wow. most of his movies, yeah. <laughs> you sound like me. You sound just like me. No. <laughs> I don't mind the, some of the reenactment shows. There's, um, uh, like, real stories of the ER. Oh, that's fine. And they yeah. dramatize them, and they, right. they have actors playing them, but they're they're pretty compelling stories. So, But we're looking at video footage of this show, and that looks like, you know, I mean, it's well done. It's, it's really... Um, uh, it looks like it's a uh, real time. Yeah, who knows? What kills me is like on the paranormal shows, Preston, where they'll have um the reenactors are like 
I, uh, I think we have a ghost upstairs. And then they'll cut to the actual person who it is. And when we came in the house, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember going into the bathroom. Something's wrong in here. Yeah, yeah. No, that actor looks nothing like you. All right, that is uh, the entertainment report for uh, Monday morning. We're going to have Ian Zering on the show today. We are going to have uh, comedian Lewis Black checking in as well. And we have some information concerning uh, the ever- Rapidly approaching. Oh my God! Camp out for hunger. Two weeks earlier than usual. Yeah, uh, gang, it's going to start on uh, November sixteenth. Uh, so just a heads up on that. But uh, we'll get you some details as we uh, we're getting closer and closer to the event. So we're going to take a break, and that'll be around bizarre file time. We'll take a break, and we'll come back in just a moment. Sun's coming up. Day's beginning, and we're happy to have you on board. We'll be right back. We all got kind of hosed on that whole basketball bracket thing back in March. <laughs> So we're bringing back the bracket with MMR's Rocktober Madness. Beginning today, listen as your favorite bands battle it out and you decide who wins. Starting with 64 bands split into four regions. The Air Pancake, Preston Steve, Jackson Sarah, and Jackie Brent. Matchups every weekday at 11.30 a.m. and 1.30 p.m. with Pierre and 3.30 and 5.30 with Jackson. And that's where you come in. Pull up the app or WMMR.com and vote for your favorite bands to move on or go home. It all comes down to one band. Crowned champion of Rocktober Madness. Sponsored by Horizon Services. Heating, cooling, plumbing, and indoor air quality. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Coming up with the Bizarre File, we're going to have some information about uh, Camp Out for Hunger that um, will be uh, a really cool thing. And we, we've done it in the past, but we'll, we'll officially roll it out. But we're, we're getting ourselves closer and closer to the event, having weekly meetings and uh, just getting prepped for it. It's going to look a little bit different this year, but we'll get those details together and out to you bit by bit. And that's part of what we're going to do around 8 o'clock. So make sure that you are with us if you plan on participating in the Camp Out this year. Um, you know, I saw a study over the weekend that uh, pretty much indicated what is a no-brainer, that anxiety levels are way up this year because yes. of uh, the the pandemic and, and all of that. And, and there are more people that are that are seeking, uh, you know, help uh, as far as uh, uh, going to therapists and things From like that. From very serious to just con- to sort of on edge a lot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I saw this survey um, that was asked a thousand Americans uh, their experiences and uh, what is the most stressful event in their life. The most stressful event in their life. Yes, and I think this would be you know short of something horrible right. happening in your life. You know, like, like on a, a crashing plane. Yeah, yeah. You know, deaths in the family, things like that. Outside of that. Right. Or a bear attack. And this is neck and neck. I'll give you the, the top two most stressful events. So the only ones I actually have on this list are number one is moving is by far the most stressful event in yeah. life. At number one, yeah. moving. Second, so that was 45% of respondents said that. 44% of the respondents said going through a breakup or divorce hmm. so is the most stressful. <laughs> moving so beats divorce. Divor- you've beats done both, divorce. Nick. Yeah. 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 Honestly, and actually, they're usually hand in hand, aren't they? Well, yeah, coincidentally yeah, enough, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, to be honest, I hate moving more. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how much I hate moving. It's, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, on, like... Divorce is divorce, but b- moving is so forever. Stressful. Yeah, moving is forever. No, I, I 
of all of the things on the planet that I hate moving ranks number one. I, I would say that that causes me the most stress, just the amount of work that's involved. Oh, my God. Buying and selling of a house, the yes. timing of those things, the finances, everything that goes into it is enormously stressful. The buying and selling of the house is is stress, absolutely. The, the part that I can't stand is the packing yep. everything up and physically moving it. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I did the, you know, move your own stuff a few times, and that was when I lived in apartments. Oh, jeez. Uh, once yeah. you get to a house, right? Uh, I don't know how you can move stuff yourself. No. It's just you need, you need, you need bodies. You need manpower. I was close to it. We had um, a, a, a large apartment with three guys, and we moved from one apartment to another apartment. So there was a lot of stuff moving. We did that. That was arduous and exhausting. But yeah, I don't know. You you're just flirting with suicide if mm. if you if you try to move an entire house by yeah. yourself. Mm-hmm. You just can't do it. It's not as bad when you have some time to actually prepare. You know, like when we were moving, um, we had a little bit of time. Now I also my wife did everything, so I really was uh, that really helps. <laughs> yeah, someone else does everything else, stress free. But she was really able to sort of like break it down and and, and yeah. do it in room by room, right? room by room. Yeah. Over time, we, you know, we used it to to purge a lot of things. But like, I mean, personally, I don't even like moving furniture. You know what I mean? Like just, just even moving in, it around, just moving it around. Right. We're, I, we're talking about getting uh, like new floors in the house. And I told my wife, I go, well, I, I don't want to move the dining room furniture. That is so heavy. Like, I don't even want to move it so you from put, the dining room. You put the floor the around the furniture. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> Dude, it's so heavy. Yeah. It's no, so no. I, I hear you. I, I've actually moved so many of my friends throughout oh. my life uh, because I'm the pack animal of the group. Yeah, here's and, some weights, Steve. Yeah, move yeah come move this. And I, I've gotten called to do it so that I'm, I'm pretty good at it. So I can jump in and do it. The thing is, is that um, you got to get good at two things. And I think, Preston, you've probably picked up your game on this as well, which is the once or twice a year purge. Yeah. We, if if you stay on a consistent purging schedule, a move is not as daunting. When I failed to do that over the course of years and entered into hoarder territory, yeah. and then you attempt to move, oh, my God. I just, on Friday, drove by my neighbor's house, and uh, he had rented a one of those big disposal uh, like I don't dumpster. Know, or dumpster. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. And we didn't know they were doing it, <laughs> yeah. and, and he had it full. I yeah. mean, wow. filled to the top, and we just stopped by and said uh-huh. hi real quick, and they're, yeah, they're doing the big purge right now. But not moving. They're just purging. Right. That's yeah. a, that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah, I did some, I mean, not dumpster level stuff, but just a garage over the weekend, and yeah, Steve, you're right, it's really cleansing, but my mom uh, made this point to me a few years ago, because they moved from one place to another, and she ba- her point was, essentially, when you're moving, you either end up touching everything in your house or looking at everything in your house, because you have to. In, in order and you to have get to review. And you have to review. You have to figure out, am I going to keep this? And yeah, Do I use this? Do I need this? Yep. And then if you can, do what I did on my last move, which is move eight minutes away from your first oh, house. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, you, so you can do, you can do uh, literally popping so much in your car. Yeah. And the preamble to huh. the move. Now, a cross-country move and all that stuff where you, yeah. have to, you have to incorporate the trucks and the fleet of stuff and the packing. Have you guys ever done the full soup to nuts? The guys just come in and pack everything for you and do it? And move it, and you, you're just kind of standing back and directing. No, I don't yeah, know that I can have people packed for us. And uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, but did they come into your house? Class action lawsuit against them. <laughs> that's right. uh, did yeah. they come in? They packed up your stuff. Yeah, in they your packed house. our stuff. Yeah. See, I never everything? did that. We packed some of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, 
Well, that's a good question, Kathy. Well, maybe, I think... maybe I'm remembering this incorrectly. You're so maybe... emotionally scarred. Yeah, maybe we did the packing, the boxing of it. Because there, I mean, you can hire them to come in and pack your stuff up. I would like, love to do that. Your dishes, mine, your everything, right? Everything. Yeah. yeah. Everything. And, and I don't care. Wear my underwear. Do whatever yeah. you want. It's fine. Do, you pack knock it up. yourself out. Thank this you. is my wife. Have at her. Yeah, have her. <laughs> Go ahead. She's horny. I, just the idea, just putting that stuff in boxes. We'll find it later. That's fine. Yeah, just you mark know. this box dildos and get it out yeah. of here. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm sure they see everything, too, by the they way. They Yeah. But I bet they're, they're immune to it. They probably don't care yeah. anymore, either. Yeah, exactly. They just smell it and put it in the box. <laughs> by the way, 94% of the uh, survey uh, surveyed uh, had said uh, that who, the people who had hired movers for their last journey said it was worth every penny. 94%. Yeah. It's it's uh, one of those costs that, like, you don't mind paying, especially when it's over with. Yeah. yeah. You hire the, the initial cost and then the class action, co- the lawyers <laughs> pressed in, in the class action suit. Right. And then you're good to go. Right. And then uh, it's interesting that it's uh, that it just edged out. Uh, a divorce. <laughs> but you know, again, those are two things that are often tied inextricably to each other. Did yeah. I tell when, you guys, when you're getting a divorce, at some point, someone's moving. Yeah. I, I may have mentioned this to you guys before, but I, I know um, two people who are going through a divorce right now and can't afford to move. Yeah. And so they are stuck in the same uh, house and under the same roof, and, and he moved into the basement, and yeah. she's living on the, on the second floor, and <sighs> they, they're trying. I mean, they're, they're civil, but they're literally getting divorced. That, that dynamic is a trip, and I've seen that Many times. I've seen that many times. They cohabitate, and sometimes it's it works, and everybody respects each other's privacy. And then if you have kids and you got to split the time. I've also seen another dynamic where one, where, where they get an apartment, and they actually share that apartment, meaning stay in the house, whoever who has custody of the kids that week hmm. Stays they in the house, the house yeah. and then they flip-flop between just one apartment. No. And they yeah. share that as well. So no, you, really? you leave next mm-hmm. week and go live in the apartment. I'll be at the house I with the kids. I do that. I don't yeah, know. That way you don't uproot the kids because, like, yeah. you know, ultimately, like... F the kids. After one person gets a significant other, there's no way that that's going to end. Then that would have to change. No, well, would, would it behoove work. anybody involved in a marriage or, or starting out these days with the divorce rate as high as it is, make sure you build a tree fort. So yeah. you have a place can always to move to into. Go. Listen, I got a shed out back, and don't think I haven't thought about. Sure, man. Could I stay the night in that? How thing? much room do I need? Yeah, and and is it warm enough? A little insulation. I think I could make that a nice. I, little I have had two basement apartments in my life. I could do a tool shed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's that's a pretty wild dynamic when you uh, when you're going through a divorce, living under the same roof. And then if that person starts dating someone else as well, I've seen that too. God. Which is just well, complicated. And what if you don't have, like, separate entrances? And what if you, how do you, uh, do you literally put a line down the middle of the refrigerator? <laughs> I mean, so much of what is was part of your relationship together would still be intact. You're operating this. You're in the same physical space. What's that movie, War of the Roses? Oh, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And yeah. they did. They put, they put a line oh, down a the line. middle of the house. <laughs> God, it can get crazy. I can, I can imagine that stress level. But I've seen, Nick, I've seen that that scenario play out over years, like multiple years together. And 
That's another. How do you do that? Thing is, is why people don't finalize. That's that we've talked about that before. I just I can't. I, I don't get it. Yeah. But I've never gone through it. So you know, I Maybe, guess people. Some people just like to fight, or they they don't want to back down at, at all at any point. So I can or, see that. But or they just it was tra- it was traumatizing in the initial step, and they just it's that thing they don't want to get around to. I I know somebody who's it's like. You're 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 still married. I, right? I thought for sure they'd been divorced years ago, but they're still technically married. I wonder how many times moving will lead to divorce. <laughs> the uh, stress involved yeah. in the move. Yeah. Here's a couple other things concerning moves. Number one, this text says, "I'm moving in two weeks. Is Steve available?" <laughs> uh, then this one says, "I bought a truck. Mistake. Yep. Now oh, I have to wants... help everyone. No, you don't have to. No, move. you don't. No, you don't. No, no. <laughs> I hired a moving company. Now it's your turn to hire a moving oh. company. Buy your own that, truck. That's true. If you buy a truck, yeah, you're you're the guy or gal who's uh, who's going to be asked for help from time yeah. to time. Not necessarily just moving. Just you anything. Know, yeah. yeah, anything. Well, let me ask you, Case, your dad yeah. uh, with this fleet of trucks, right? He had a couple trucks. Uh, well, he had a truck. Yeah. Okay, a truck. Was he constantly getting hit up for the? Uh, constantly, no. But, I mean, with each of us, like my sister, you know, like when she moved from her townhome to her uh, house that she's at now, like, we did that. Like, you know, like the brothers and sisters, and and then I believe my brother. The Brothers Foster moving Um, company. When Diane and I moved from, we had a little place that we were renting in Conshohocken before we bought our home in Broomall, and we used it was snowing that day, uh, and we so we used this truck then. But then after that, like we hired moving company. Yeah, you know that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hang on, I want to go to. Uh, I, have, I have a number of different types of calls coming up here. Uh, I'm going to go to Karen. Hi, Karen. Good morning. Hey, how you doing? Hey, what's up, Hi, Karen? How you guys doing? Good. Yeah, I was married uh, for 25 years and lived in the same house when we were getting divorced uh, for like four years. Four years? Yeah, yeah, All right. Before, I couldn't afford a divorce, so how excruciating was that? It was horrible. I mean, for me, it was okay. For him, he had a hard time with it. But, you know, it is what it is. And now and I'm out. I'm all right, out now. All right, good, good. Did, right. you, uh, yeah, did yeah. you date during that time, four years? Yeah, but I didn't flaunt it, you know? Like, I didn't, like, he didn't know. Like, he never, I never brought anybody to my house. I so, never brought anybody So back. you'd bring, you'd bring guys dressed in as other, as your female friends. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sally. <laughs> guys with a mustache and, <laughs> yeah. manly friend, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, for, how about him? Did he date? And did he flaunt it in front of you? No, no, no. Okay. No. He was, he was very bitter and I wasn't bitter. I just, I just said it's not working and, it, you know, no, most people don't get 25 years. No, 25 yeah. years is a good run. I mean, that's, it, that's pretty yeah. substantial. Exactly. Exactly. It's a cool, you know, it's half of my life. I'm sure. So what what actually ended it? Were you like going through his luggage? You found an Elvis costume or something like that? You found out that he was. No, we just, it's just, we just didn't get a look. We had nothing in common. Like after the kids are grown. Oh. You know, you grow apart. You have nothing in common. And he didn't want to, like, and he wasn't nice to me. Oh, well, they, they, oh, well that's that, a deal breaker. That definitely does. Yeah, help. yeah. Did you guys and, eat and meals together? Did you eat us? meals together or anything like that? No, 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 no. Okay. No. I had a nice finished basement, so I had a nice, you know, it was a nice. You had your setup, apartment. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was basically an apartment with my own entrance. I couldn't, like, yeah. could you imagine people eating Thanks, meals Karen. together? No. I mean, I know you're being civil, but that's part of the, no, no. So both breaking up, going through a divorce, and moving, two of the most stressful things in life. I'm going to go to Caitlin talking about moving. Hi, Caitlin. Good morning. Good morning, Preston. How are you? Great. What's up, Caitlin? So my husband and I, three years ago, ended up moving home with one baby twice in eight months. 
Twice in eight months. Yes. It was a series of unfortunate events, and I should have listened to you guys years ago because I called you when I bought my first house, and you told me it was going to be a mistake, and you were right. We did? Um, Why did we oh, tell wait, that? Yeah, re-familiarize us with the story, please. Um, years ago, I bought the house next door to my in-laws, and you told me it was a bad idea. Next door to your in-laws? Okay. Yes. And I was I thought it was going to be great, and then whole slew of things happened. I don't want to rehash it because we're actually all on good terms now. Okay. But um, we ended up moving twice in the span of eight months, and now our current home does not fit our needs. Uh, We just found out we're having a third baby. Ah. And we're doing all kinds of renovation just because we don't want to move again. Yeah. Rebuild the house. Don't move. Yes. You know yeah. what? A nice little place has opened up near your in-laws. You might want to check that out. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, things how, are good with them, and they're they're amazing. Um, but, yeah, we're redoing the attic now. We're going to completely refinish it as a livable space okay. just because my husband really doesn't want to move again. Honestly, I understand that. So we were in a, a house in, in Maniunk, and I love Maniunk, and we were – the conversation kept coming up. Should we add a third floor on? Yeah, should we we've actually this? kicked that around. Right. Too. Should we do this? Because you love the place. And, and it is. That's how much of a pain in the ass moving is. Mm-hmm. No, let's rebuild this place. Yeah. yeah. And you exactly. will think about it. But it just, right. it just is not feasible. It was not feasible for that house. All right. Thanks, Caitlin. Appreciate no it. No problem. Have a good one, guys. All right. See you later. Uh, let me see here. I'm going to go to here. Here's somebody who dated somebody who they live still live with their ex. Hi, Tim. Good morning. Good morning, it's Jim. Oh, Jim, hey. sorry. What's up, Jim? Hey, listen, man, I had a strange thing, man. I dated this chick, and her and her ex-husband still live together. Okay. And then after a while, she moved me in. And, and then I ended and up... Wait, 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 stop. And he still lived there? And he still lived there. Oh, no. <laughs> How'd that go? <laughs> well, I ended up being uh, better friends with him. Stop. <laughs> what? <laughs> I love stuff like that. You became closer to him than to her. Now, did you and he get it on? Nah. nah. Okay, okay. But wait a minute. So now, at at this point, with you guys becoming buddies, did you start, uh, you know, sharing stories about her with each other? Well, that's how it all started. He would take, he, you know, he had, play, he, I guess it was his plan anyway to, to get me out of the picture, but he would take me out to the bars and stuff and then tell me about her and da 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 da. Oh. So he was, then, he he wanted her back fully. Well, it, it never happened, but I think so. Okay. But, we, but we're still friends today. Like, I still hang out with him today. <laughs> I don't oh even. Oh, my God. What about her? What about her? That end? Ah, uh, yeah, she's, I, I don't know what happened to her. She's gone. <laughs> I <laughs> don't know what happened to her. But you got a buddy out of the situation. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> exactly. I found a friend for life. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and you Dude. both bonded over your girlfriend. And those aren't easy to come by. No, no, no. no, no, no. You. So, all right. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate it. Thank you. Do you I imagine the other, the other guy, the ex, is there, and, and she comes in with a guy, and he's just kind of giggling, going, yeah. <laughs> You'll see. It's coming. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Tara. Hi, Tara. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, Tara? Um, I've been divorced for about four years. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved out. I was with somebody, and I ended up moving back. Um, I still live with him again. <laughs> and well, I- is is it? Did you move back in because you're going? You want to get the relationship back together, or for you, you needed a place financial. to go? I needed a place to go. Financial, okay. Wow. Okay, and are things civil? 
Um, somewhat. I get kicked out occasionally. You get kicked <laughs> out? Yes, we have issues, um, but we work them out. We're like best friends. Well, uh, let me ask you, Tara. So, so he it had to be civil enough that where you're broken up, you're out of the house, and you asked to come back, and and he agrees to that. Yes. Yes, he did. Yeah. So, God, so you're you're dealing with the the two gigantic stressful things in life: moving, divorce, getting going back in with this guy, and raising ducklings. Right, no. that too. <laughs> Casey's in the middle of that. Yes, I have two at home. One just turned twenty, actually, and graduated. You have a twenty year old duck. Wow, yeah, and they're they're World you're record. so proud. <laughs> well, we have eight together, but yeah. eight ducks eight together. Ducks. Oh my God, that's so cute. <laughs> that's a gaggle. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that's um, a lot of kids, man. And you were saying about eating dinner together. I still cook dinner. I serve him. Um, you know, it's it's civil as well as. So, can. are you dating anybody? Um, <laughs> you're dating him, aren't you? No, 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 no. She probably doesn't want to admit that she's dating somebody on the off chance that he hears it and might make things weird. Do you think he's dating someone else? Ah. I believe so. It's okay. it, it discussed. We don't talk about it. Don't ask, don't tell. Yeah. Wow. All right. Thank you, Tara. Good luck with everything. Thank you. A lot of scenarios out there mm-hmm. you don't consider. You know what I mean? It's you very don't think brittle. About what's, what's going on in, in some people's lives. Yeah. Uh, all right. We're going back to moving. I'm moving. Gonna go, I'm going to go to Joe Bob. Worked for a moving company. Joe Bob. Hey, how you guys doing? Good, man. How are you? All right, so in the very beginning, um, yeah, there's probably not a thing that we have not I have not seen. <laughs> okay, as a mover, companies. yeah, as a mover. Yeah. I started doing it when I was about 15 years old, like as a summertime gig, and that's actually I saw my uh, first dead body. <laughs> you, oh, hey, your um, first dead. Well, people like to pack up the dead bodies when they move. So <laughs> please tell the story about that. Uh, that was just an eviction, and the sheriff didn't want to go in first. But Ooh. we actually moved a, uh, a, a whorehouse one time, which was uh, when I was about 17 years old, which was uh, very interesting as well. A whorehouse? A whorehouse, yes. How many whores were in the house? Four. Now, what do you do? Do you, do you saran do you saran wrap them up and put them in the boxes, or I, so what was what was moved in the whorehouse? What was what was very whorehousey about what you moved? Well, I mean, it was, it was you know very minimal on the furniture. Obviously, um, there was beds, but I mean, you know, like as we were trying to do the move itself, um, you know, a couple of the girls were trying to be very flirtatious. You know, so coming down the steps with a dresser, one would come up behind you. And, you know, kind of, like, stick her hands between your legs and start trying to play with you a little bit. It's what? like you're trying. That's <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's enjoyable, but, yeah, it's just dangerous when you have a 300-pound dresser in your arms. <laughs> Joe Bob, were they, were they trying to get out of paying the bill, maybe, by, you know, rendering services? Maybe. I'm not sure. But, yeah. I mean, yeah, you name it, we've probably, I mean, we've probably seen it. You know, we've had a... Um, Guys, wives walking around in lingerie when the husband leaves to go to the store or something for a little while. Wow. All right. Did you ever yeah. ev- did you ever uh, accept an offer, or you did you always remain professional? I always tried to remain professional. <laughs> tried. Um, I did meet. I did meet one girl one time. Um, actually, say a couple out on jobs. You know, they weren't. It wasn't like nothing inappropriate. You know, right. it was just oh, you know, he's good looking, she's good looking. You know, we exchanged numbers. Okay. And, you know, dated for a little while, but nothing. Um, always try to keep it somewhat professional. You know, you don't because you don't know where their mindset is at. Are they just being flirtatious? Are they trying to do something to get a rise out of you? They want to get a, re- a refrigerator moved. Yeah. 
Yeah, or yeah. get you in trouble later on. So that's, that's true. Like, How often did you see drugs? Uh, a lot. A yeah. lot. Was it mainly weed, or did you see some other stuff? Uh, we saw some other stuff as well. A lot of weed, definitely. Um, but it was like, we we definitely did a lot of evictions. So when you did the evictions, the evictions is where, like, that's where you saw the most. I mean, so. The- to your earlier story, to your earlier mention of the dead body, what was what was that like? Did you just open up a door and there was a, like a, a corpse on the floor? Yeah, so we were in uh, South Philly, and um, you know, when you have evictions, you usually send like ten guys out to the house because the boss didn't get paid a lot for them. So it's like get in and get out as quickly as possible. Right. Uh, so we went in and me and another guy we were like, all right, let's go for the basement, and we started walking down there and. We opened the basement door, and it just smelled. Of course. Uh, and mm. first off, the, the, the sheriffs didn't do their job. You know, they're supposed to go in, make sure the whole house is cleared. These guys just kind of opened the door. Hey, anyone home? Sheriff's department, nobody answered. They're like, all right, go ahead. Wow. So we walked down, and this guy's body was, like, wrapped in barbed wire. Oh. His tongue was cut off. Like, oh, oh, my God. His were cut off. Wow. So it was <laughs> yeah, a suicide. I was, like, <laughs> I was 15 years old, so I was like, dude. Holy Crap. <laughs> yeah. So, did you guys? I, I assume you didn't work that day, and that the the authorities took over. Yeah. No, we didn't. We didn't finish that job at all. At all. No. Can you imagine? Uh, you're 15. Yeah. You see a body like oh. that. That's obviously like some sort of drug murder or something. They, they cut their fingers. Yeah. Off. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, I, it was definitely. Um. I, I don't even know the word right now. It's not like fun. That, yeah, yeah, so I was just like, uh, uh, like, what do I do? Like, I don't want. I mean, again, I was fifteen. Yeah, I was making like ten bucks an hour under the table, which is great money at that age. Yeah, and, at um, at that point, you should have insisted on whorehouses only. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I don't want to tell my parents either, so I never. Told them as well. <laughs> oh my god! Wow, dude. Interesting. All right. Thank you, Joe Bob. Appreciate it, I never thought about that. Houses that have been seized, they go in, so they they have to get people professionally to do that. And the stuff you would see, like that. Can't even imagine. Nick pulled up this, uh, as you can imagine. As you can imagine. Uh, Nick Nick pulled up this. (laughs) As you can imagine. uh, This full list of the most stressful life events. So, so yeah, moving is 45%. Going through a divorce, 44%. Getting married was 33%. Having children, 31%. Right. Uh, starting your first job ever, 28%. Entering a new career or industry is 27 Uh Sending a child off to college, 26%. Most stressful. Oh, we assume that. your kid, right? Not someone else. Yeah, someone, yeah, your, yeah, your yeah, own yeah, yeah. child. Starting college yourself, 22%. These are most stressful life events. Uh, dating someone new, 10%. And getting a pet is the uh, hmm. no, the final one at 7%. What about defusing a bomb? That would be pretty stressful. Yeah. Most people don't Most people. do that. Though. We have a, uh, a Twitter poll up, too, now, Preston, for okay. uh, which is more stressful, moving or divorce. And right now, divorce is barely holding on to the lead, but we'll see where it goes. Yeah, it's neck and neck, so you can uh, contribute to that if you'd like. All right, we need to take a break. Uh, we're going to do that very thing. Come back in a second. We're going to get to the bizarre file, and we have some information concerning the Camp Out for Hunger, which will be here before you know it, so make sure you stay with. We'll be back in a sec. Updated MMR's Rock Shop. Head to WMMR.com and grab the latest hoodie or winter hat. For all you Halloween heads, hit up aisle one for a flurry of ghostly face masks. They'll get you right in the spirit and work nicely if you're one of those, this is my costume kind of people. 
Plus, get cards, t-shirts, hats, and coffee mugs for a unique gift for that person who has everything. The Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Everything that rocks your wardrobe. And more. All right, before we do the Bizarre File, I just want to share something personal with you guys. It's short, very quick. So, uh, But when you, when you have a first-time experience uh, for a long time, I think it's important to share it with yes. someone. Yes. The first time in 15 years, I used the bathroom here without punching a code <laughs> to get into oh, the bathroom. Oh, that's right. You don't have to punch the code. I, I still anymore. punched it. I do, I too. It's, it's going to be hard to break that habit. No. It's it. You just turn the handle and no you way. go in. You know it was weird though. It's very emotional. None of the other women in the bathroom complained. Right? <laughs> really, none yeah. at all. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> For some idiotic reason, uh, they the bathroom doors here. You have to punch a, uh, well, because... a four digit code to get into the bathroom. Well, remember, the guy was going in there and and um, pleasuring himself. No, no, that's not why. That, those the security no. that was well before we no. got here. And, and I do it I... all the time anyway myself. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and besides, I think what you're dealing with is a case of you know how vagrants like to go into a building, go, take the elevator up five, four or five floors, <laughs> yeah. search out a bathroom, and you, instead of just yeah. pissing on the side of the building. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any uh, bathrooms on the first floor in this building? I don't think so. Yeah, well, Manja, uh, there was a bathroom. There was no yeah, in Manja. Yeah, there was. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. In in Manja, yes. I did. Yeah. I, I never saw it. I don't think yeah. I knew that either. Yeah, when you go it in the new. doors, it's new. You go in the doors immediately, you make a right there, bathroom. I hope Manja comes back in I some level. Or it, a wonderful rat. The guy who ran it, just an awesome guy. And, and obviously, yeah. the, all the all the crap that's been going on. Maybe you know, we could bounce his back. Maybe we could run it. I you know, like so. during commercial breaks and stuff. We could do that. I yeah. think what you do is we can have peppers and fill them up with soup. <laughs> that's a great right? idea. That is a brilliant idea. Uh, can you imagine eating soup out of a pepper? Oh, we bought peppers the other day. They were huge, okay. man. You could—it was like a bowl of soup. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Hey, soup in a bowl. Uh, what? Anyhow, I just thought I'd share that—that that first time in 15 years I've used the bathroom. I've got to try it now. That, but no. go try it in the next. Yeah. The next. See how the other half pay. lives. See how it feels. All right, we have to do the bizarre file. Here we go. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre File. All right, brought to you by your local Deets and Watts and Real Philly Delis. They are open for takeout. Takes four generations of family recipes made with love and show your support for local business. RealPhillyDeli.com. Deets and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Start with the story out of Redding. A Redding landlord faces attempted homicide charges after police say he struck a tenant with a baseball bat because the tenant's music was too loud. Couldn't you ask him to turn it down? You know, uh, police arrested John Greeb on Monday night. They said that uh, Greeb confronted a man who was playing music in a car outside his home. Investigators said that Greeb told the man to lower the volume. They said the man got out of his car about 30 minutes later and was walking toward his home when Greeb approached and struck him with a wooden bat. The victim suffered bleeding on his brain. Uh, Kenny G's too loud. Two lacerations and was unconscious for about eight hours. In addition to attempted homicide, Grebe was charged with aggravated assault, simple assault, recklessly endangering another person, harassment, and possession of an instrument of crime. He was freed on $50,000 bail. I wonder what people actually think happens to you when you hit someone in the head with a bat. Like, it's, it's not the Three Stooges. No, it's not. It's, uh, it's, it can be lights out for good right? Uh, sometimes. A Texas woman has been sentenced to 54 months in federal prison for stealing millions of dollars in merchandise and selling it on eBay. Listen to the level 
of the crimes that this woman uh, committed. Kim Richardson, 63 years old, agreed to pay $3.8 million in restitution following an investigation by the FBI and the Secret Service. The Dallas resident shoplifted during her travels across the U.S., and then she would sell the merchandise on eBay via direct Internet sales before mailing the items by U.S. Mail, Federal Express, and UPS. Is she a person of means herself? Uh, I don't know. Okay. But she used uh, shoplifting tools to disable security devices and would exit the stores by placing the stolen merchandise in a large black bag that she carried. Wow. Uh, she has been ordered to serve her sentence, followed by three years of supervised release. Buyers who purchased the stolen goods sent about $3.8 million into four PayPal accounts. Wow. Linked to Richardson. I mean, she had wow. a racket going on, man. With high-end items, I guess? I don't know, Kath. They didn't it sounds like it, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Not, not votive candles and tube socks. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially if she was using stuff to take off the security tags. Right. During the sentencing, the court said that it would be virtually impossible to identify everyone who was a victim of Richardson's scheme. So she's been busted. A 26-year-old man dressed as a gorilla was arrested after allegedly threatening people in an apartment building in Fargo on Friday morning. Police responded on I'm a, a gorilla. A police responded on a report of gunshots and when they arrived, I'm a gorilla with a gun. Officers were told actually there was a man dressed like a gorilla carrying a machete. Oh. Uh, the gunshots yeah, a gorilla couldn't use a gun. The gunshots turned out to be large fireworks. Um, an officer learned about the suspect threatening people inside the building and said he was going to blow it up. Uh, police evac- <sighs> evacuated the building. What a world. To make sure everyone was safe and then communicated with the suspect for several hours before he surrendered. So what we have here is a gorilla with a machete that's threatening to blow up a building. Uh, he was arrested and taken to jail uh, for probable cause terrorizing. I want to I want to hear his first conversation with his lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How, what? Let's well, hear your side. How did the story, day son? begin? <laughs> a 35-year-old Arkansas man shot two people with a firearm last year after they arrived at his home with the wrong fast food order. This is a horrible story. Uh, Andra Crockett shot 37-year-old Priscilla Aldridge and his own brother, Kevin Thomas, for the incorrect food order. A neighbor heard Crockett say, Bitch, you know I don't like mayonnaise on my hamburger. <laughs> Uh, he's facing 130 years in prison for the shooting. Shot them both. Yeah, killed them. Uh, the incident over mayonnaise. Yeah, the incident occurred at uh, Andrew Crockett's residence. Crockett struck Aldridge once and Thomas uh, three times. Crockett turned himself into police custody days after the shooting. A jury found him guilty of first degree murder and first degree battery. I don't know. I, I know one of them died for sure, but yeah, and and going away for good. I wonder what the That's what, psychotic. What? what, what? If there is some sort of thing, a rage thing connected with food and expectations. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because yeah. If you've reported on so many stories mm-hmm. predicated on wrong food or stolen food out of a refrigerator that have ended in death. That guy was hangry to the nth degree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Last story. In New Zealand, a man had a lesson in the seriousness of airport security after appearing in court for jokingly saying... That there was a bomb on a plane. So Damien Hadfield jokingly said his relative had a bomb in his luggage as his relative boarded a plane. I'm surprised because at the airport, they love bomb jokes. Uh, the prank resulted in his relative being kicked off the flight and having his luggage searched. And the Air New Zealand flight was able to continue uh, after a short delay. 
Hatfield was charged under a Civil Aviation Act for providing false information about the safety of an aircraft, which he carry, which carries a maximum penalty of four months in prison. His lawyer, John Day, said Hadfield was an idiot. <laughs> That's his lawyer. His That's what his lawyer said. Your Honor. His lawyer's right. My client is an idiot. Years ago, I was flying to a gig with another comedian, and we were both on the bill, obviously, and he made a bomb joke in the line. Oh. They pulled him out, so he got into trouble there, missed the flight, and uh, missed the money for the gig. Uh, uh, I said, How? I'm looking at him like, yeah. How? Uh, the judge said the move was stupid, but Hadfield had never been in the courts previously. The judge said Hadfield did not disturb to ha- deserve to have his previously unblemished record scarred by, quote, stupid, foolish behavior and discharged him without conviction. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, he was uh, he was let go, but with a pretty strong warning. And that is what I have in the Bizarre File for you this morning. All right, we are... Uh, going through preparations for the Camp Out for Hunger. Yes. Uh, it's going to be on November 16th this year. It's a full two weeks uh, beforehand because normally we do it the week after the week of Thanksgiving. This year we're doing it the week before the week of Thanksgiving. And it's all for, for uh, you know, it, it works out best scheduling purposes and access purposes. It's going to work out great. Yep. So it is going to be at the Wells Fargo Center Complex once again at Xfinity Live. It's going to yes. look a little bit different. We'll have more of the details Rolling out, we already talked about the Head Start program uh, with our friends at Acme. Did you start to see the pictures of our cardboard cutouts oh, yeah. on social media? I love oh, yeah. Acme, oh, yeah. and I love the whole thing, but we've always, we always are like, oh, they want cardboard cutouts yeah. of us. Oh. I don't know. I kind of like it. Yeah. I yeah. think it's fun. I was at the Acme in uh, Newtown Square on Friday night, and I was with my youngest, and she had pointed out that the cup on right by the the register yeah. was like, oh, oh, look, that you can donate to the Camp Out for Hunger. And I said, well, why don't you look over there? And, like, right next to the register was your ugly mugs. <laughs> so one of you guys was wearing a mask. I think it was you, Press, was wearing a mask. And the, they, they put a mask over your face. Oh, really? Face. Yeah. Over me? Mm-hmm. They yeah. should have put it over me. They can put it I'm over the me. scary one. <laughs> uh, but anyhow, so that's underway. And we're also getting set, set for uh, the business uh, contributions. Yes. So we want to talk with the uh, uh, the guys that do it better than anybody, and they like to help out. And I'm speaking more specifically about one person in uh, in particular, and that is our friend, Mr. Matt Ritter of Subaru of America, the vice president. Field. I'm not done yet. <laughs> the vice president, field and distributor of operations at Subaru of America. Now I've given you your title. Hi, Matt. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, Preston. Good morning, Steve, Kathy, Casey, Nick. How, how's everybody doing this morning? We're doing great. well. We're glad to have you on as we head towards the campout because, let's face it, the campout is nothing without Subaru, and the campout is nothing without, in particular, you, Matt Ritter. Uh, oh, geez. Uh, that is awfully high praise, uh, I'll tell you. Um, I don't deserve that praise by any means. First of all, um, the camp out is nothing without you guys. You you continue to commit to this every single year, and I know that all of us throughout the greater Philadelphia area are so appreciative of that because it's a huge undertaking for all of you uh, at MMR, and that's very much appreciated. I'll also tell you that uh, from our standpoint, uh, it's really not about Super. It's about all these other companies who yeah. over the years, right, we've seen this grow over the years since we initiated the challenge and said, hey, here's our playbook. Here's how we do it, and you can do it too because it's just that easy. Really, hats off and kudos because, as you know, 
you guys have been setting records every year all these past years, and that's because of this additional contribution from these companies. And also, let's not forget, too, these individual donors who come out, right, and they want to do their part, and they grab their bag from Acme, or they clean out a couple of cans out of their pantry just to be able to give out something. Mm -hmm. And that goes such a long way. And so really, everybody has a hand in this, and we are so grateful for that. And just to be a part of it, it's a lot of fun, and it's so needed, especially this year. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, Yeah. the Subaru Challenge. So what's what's all encompassed in that? uh, that? Well, I'll tell you. as in years past, and this is so important, you know, you guys have been so generous with the prizes and everything else. So nothing has changed there as much as things have changed in 2020, including for Camp Out, where you're moving it up a week, and understandably so. And Camp Out's going to feel a little bit different, but the results, I'm certain, are going to be the same. And so just like before, first place, it's a live broadcast with you guys, the President Yay! Steve Show. Yeah. And the the winners of said broadcast, Subaru, last year, we, we're still waiting to deliver on that. We haven't even done it yet. I know, I know, yeah. but we're going to get to it. We're looking forward to it. Yeah. We're, we're, as we are, too. Whenever everyone is, is comfortable and, yep. and, uh, and being together, uh, socially distant, then we're, we're all in. Uh, and I appreciate that. Second place, of course, is the live broadcast with Pierre Robert. How awesome is that? Yes. And then, of course, third place is the $20,000 worth of advertising on WMMR, which, I mean, where else would you want to put your money and to have that money given to you for that advertising is a great way for small businesses to get their name out there on the airwaves. And then I think last year, you got to remind me, guys, but last year there was a company that donated this awesome uh, replographics like copy machine and all-in-one yeah. sort of deal, right? Right, yeah, so right. The fourth place prize, which is very cool. And we love seeing that and getting that sort of participation. Those are all essential. I don't know if you guys have. I haven't seen if that's if that element is part of it as well. Uh, that there's a, there's a, a, a fourth yeah. level to this. Uh, well, they no. look for that. Uh, uh, Not yet, but I mean, you know, it, people it, have something been, always comes in. Yeah. So right. that was uh, from Heritage Business Systems, by the way. And and Matt, a, a couple of months out when this all first started with the uh, the coronavirus and everything, you and I had a, a lengthy conversation about this and about the complexion of this yeah. year's camp out, agreeing that this was by far going to be the most essential, the most necessary in the history of campouts, A, and B, we were like, okay, we have in our minds 50 different versions. Everyone here, we had all these iterations of what the camp out would look out and what we're look like and what we're looking at now, as Preston said, it's going to be different. It's going to be safe. It's going to be, um, you know, appropriate for what we're going through and making sure everyone right. is comfortable. But there's still going to be that zeal. And to hear you say, uh, you know, uh, uh, that we're going to do it and have that zeal is is wonderful to hear because I, I think judging by the way people have been so generous with other things and other charities that we've seen, you know, John DeBell has done his stuff here with our sister station and, and uh, we did the blood drive and the reaction has been so robust and sincere and heartfelt. I think, I think it can be done. Well, I, I agree with you and I'll, and I'll tell you, um, you know, this year being unlike any other that anyone's experienced, including our, our, our businesses throughout this area, uh, it's a tough year. Subaru, you know, we're used to having, you know, leading up to this, we had 12 consecutive years of sales increases, 11 consecutive years of sales records. Guess what? Those streaks are coming to an end this year, unfortunately, but not surprisingly. So in other words, we're going to be down this year versus last year, and we're not alone. Many companies are. And as we reevaluate, geez, you know, what do we do? Where do we 
you know, when you're, when you're down, like many companies are experiencing, you go through budget cuts. And, we're, we're, you know, what do we look at? And we sat down and we looked at camp out. And we had a long talk about it. And we realized, wow, uh, if there's something that must remain in our budgeting process, it is our contributions for camp out. Yeah. And, and what we want to do as a company and what our employees want to do, right? Because, hey, listen, everyone has their own household budget too, like your individual donors. And everyone's right. thinking, geez, what can I do this year? And we want everybody to be able to participate because unlike any other year, and, I know, and, and this might sound like a familiar refrain because we say how important it is every year, but geez, this year is so important. And I know folks listening, they don't see – you don't see too much on TV anymore the long lines at the food banks. They don't really show that a whole lot anymore. They did early in the pandemic, but I haven't seen it lately, just at least what I'm watching. And it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And when you talk to our friends at Phil Abundance, and they're such wonderful people, when you talk to them – Wow, is the need so great right now because they are feeding record numbers yeah. of families and record numbers of children because keep in mind, children a lot of times get their meals when they go to school and they when they go to school five days a week. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Schools aren't open five days a week right now in most cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So think about the need right now out there for kids and the amount of kids that are relying on these donations through Camp Out for Hunger and Fill Abundance just to get a meal because their schools aren't open. This is it's heartbreaking to think about it. And and so folks, I'm telling you, if you're listening and you're and you're an individual donor or you're an owner of a small business or large business, medium doesn't matter the size, we need you more than ever. Absolutely. And um, and and the focus of of the call, you know, with you is is to urge the businesses to get involved because I was really I was happy yeah. I found out a couple of weeks ago that you guys had intended on uh, moving forward I mean like full steam uh, okay. with your contribution this year and I was actually surprised to hear that not because of, of who you guys are because you know just because the situation everybody's sure. in uh, so I was delighted to hear that so we want we want businesses to contribute and in the past you've you've done workshops and had available information on how people can do uh, can go about doing it, and do you still have that? Is that still going to be something this year, uh, Matt? Yeah, yeah, it's a great question, Preston. So, as you know, in the past, we would host a campout uh, happy hour at the Xfinity Live, and and you and Steve would come out and support that event. We would teach companies, hey, this is what we do. Here's our playbook. This year, obviously, that's probably not that's not right. going to happen. Yeah. However, you're going to be able to go to WMMR.com. And click on the donation video and see how easy it is. And it all starts really with working with our partners at Phil Abundance because they can walk you through the process. And also, and this is so important, they will let you know really what their needs are in terms of food. So we're able to donate exactly what they want and what the community needs the most of. So as we have in years past, uh, that video is going to be available on the website. Uh, We're going to recut a portion of the video today as a matter of fact and, and we'll get it to you guys immediately so it can get uploaded Perfect. and uh, give everybody the the, uh, the the how-to the playbook of, of how you do this and how you can be a part of something so great and by the way i want to remind everybody be a part of the nation's largest single site food drive in the entire country it is awesome to be part of this and it makes you feel good yeah, no exactly. you're exactly right love it so remember uh live broadcast from the president steve show for the largest donation by business second largest donation gets piero bear live broadcast and the third largest donation gets twenty thousand dollar advertising schedule 
on uh, WMMR for quarter one of 2021. So you can go, like Matt said, to WMMR.com, find the information to help get in touch with Phil Abundance and and make it uh, efficient and easy and get what they need. It's great stuff. Matt, I do have a personal question uh, with, uh, you know, quarantine and, and, uh, you know, everybody staying uh, mainly at home more often. Um, during that time, did you let your knuckles grow out? <laughs> <laughs> i got to tell you, just in time for winter, I've got a brand-new coat of hair on my hands. And All right, that's awesome. good. Happy that's awesome. Yeah. Everybody's going with that, you know, hairier look right now. Yeah. That's right. That's that's right. Right. I'm going to bring new meaning to No Shave November, I can tell you. <laughs> nice. His fingers are called Bone Jovi. Uh, uh, Matt, it is great to talk to you. We love you and the gang there at Subaru, obviously, yeah. for the uh, continued support. And I'm sure we'll talk to you very, very soon. Okay. Well, it's, it's great to be a part of it. Thanks for having me on this morning. We love everything you're doing for Camp Out. And folks, get in, get involved. We need these businesses involved. Subaru's in, and we want you with us. It's a team effort, and we can't do it without everyone. So Listen to that guy. Yes, he's right. He's Matt right. Ritter, That's the energy. Man. Yes. Thanks, Matt bud. Ritter, Matt Ritter, Matt Ritter. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, they're, they're amazing. They're absolutely amazing. And yes, we have not made good on the live broadcast. We've tried like three or four times this year yeah. of setting up dates and, and the, the the date would approach and we were going to do the live broadcast and, yeah. and things weren't quite where they needed to be. So we had to move it and move it and move it. And here we are. We're coming up on the second Could year. Could you imagine the nightmare if we had to do like a, a bunch of, of the broadcast right straight through the road, then go like from their awesome cafeteria breakfast through their cafeteria lunch and then through yeah. cafeteria <laughs> oh, yeah, dinner. Oh, yeah, we do that all day. Oh, no, this would be torture. <laughs> all right, we need to break. Uh, so we're going to do that very thing. We'll come back in a little bit. We're going to have Lewis Black on a little while, Ian Zaring as well. Stay there. We shall return shortly. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. There's no better time to say I love you, and there's no better time to get engaged. Steven Singer's team of real experts are ready to help. IHateStevenSinger.com Steven Singer Jewelers has the best guarantee in the business with a full 100-day, 100% money-back guarantee, plus fast, free, and safe shipping. IHateStevenSinger.com Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, I'm going to do this shard out, and uh, this is a terrible, terrible occasion to do it, but it's a, it's a, a thought-filled request from a guy named Dylan Dawn, D-O-H-N is how you spell his last name. Uh, he says, Gadzooks, my father, Brian, was a lifelong fan of your show and WMMR. He always listened in his work truck, and he suffered a cardiac arrest on Tuesday, is currently in a coma, and he says, sadly, he will not pull through. Uh, he's never been able to get through to you guys on the phone, so I'm reaching out to see if you could give him a shout-out on Monday around 8 or slightly after as I will be in his room playing the radio for him. He had gotten me hooked onto WMMR as a kid and passed on the love of the show down to me. You guys rock, and sorry for bothering you at work. So terrible to hear, Darren, Dylan, so we will absolutely do a... Uh, let's give the full case. Uh, yeah, yeah. Shout-out uh, for Brian Dawn. Whenever you're ready. Yeah. There you go, sir. Hang in there, man. Hang in there. Uh, here's another one that is uh, not quite as somber. Uh, says, sorry to bother you at work, but I would love to send a big shout out to my amazing wife on our 24th anniversary, October 5th. That's today. Nailed it! Uh, she's everything to me. She would probably, probably be embarrassed. It says probably twice. I think it's a typo. Yeah. She would probably, probably be embarrassed by this, but I think it's funny anyway. 
Uh, so that is, I don't even know who this is from. From uh, There's anonymous? no names on it. There's no, no words no, on no it. There's no words on it. There's no name. It's, no... It's, uh, it says from Amy. I can't read it. There's no, there's no <laughs> words on it. It's from Amy, yeah. but I, it's, uh, I, I don't know who Amy's wife is. So Thing sucks. All right. Well, there you go. You know who you are. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yes. And then I got this other one. This is, uh, this is pretty interesting. It's from a guy, a guy named Matt Mail, M-E-H-L-E, Meal. Uh, I said, yo, President Steve, a long-time podcaster. I'm originally from near Boyertown, but I live in Monterey, California. Ooh. I know. That's what I, I got back to. Him. I'm like, yeah. jealous. Uh, and have been for about 15 years. I used to listen live when you guys are on Y100. I'm a meteorologist who gets deployed to wildfires across the West, providing on-site support for the incident management teams working the fires. Total side note, I was an intern for Belarus at NBC10, but that's a whole different story. (laughs) Anyway, the dedication I've seen firsthand of crews working long hours and in dangerous conditions day in and day out is impressive. If I lived closer, I'd toss my hat in the ring for not your average listener. I've been out for... I've been out for 32 days this season and will likely go out again as fire season is far from over. In 2017, I met Guy Fieri when he stopped by fire camp in Santa Rosa. And I mentioned I enjoy hearing him on your show. Speaking of your show, you guys make me laugh and keep me entertained. It's a nice break from all the chaos that can surround wildfires. So I'd like to request a shout out to the brave men and women battling the wildfire across the West and that they return safely home when the season is over. All the best, Matt. Yeah, so they get a full cool. one. Too. Oh, they do? Yeah, yeah, I think okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm not ready. Hang on a second. And... Yeah! That'd be a pretty wild job, being a meteorologist who heads out to wildfires. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, thank you, Matt. We appreciate it. I thought I saw Belarus on the road the other day. I was driving, and, and this guy looked just like him, was driving an Audi convertible, and so I honked the horn, and uh, he looked at me, and it wasn't Belarus. <laughs> oh, it wasn't him. Yeah, I felt bad. You- <laughs> he drives the General Lee? No, his no. Audi plays that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, um, I, I saw this story. I got out. Uh, I've, I've been following this little bit of a suggestion uh, a study says what they call a 15-minute awe walk uh-huh. improves mood. Awe is an A-W-E? A-W-E. Yeah. Right, you're in awe of nature. Improves mood and boosts positivity. Yes. Uh, turns out all you have to do is go for a walk if you're looking for an opportunity to boost your mood. A new study by U.S. scientists claims that taking a short walk every day can dramatically improve mood, boost pot of the positive emotions, and reduce stress. You go on daily hikes. Absolutely. Still yeah. go every day? Yeah, yeah. And I do two little mini walks with my dog. My dog used to be my full hiking <laughs> partner. So, uh, but yeah, he, that's right. Any time out and about does make a difference. Yeah. I even, a, even a short walk, a couple of blocks. Yeah, I can't, um, if I want to relax, I can't take my dog for a walk because he is <laughs> just monster it's work right it yeah. is absolute yeah. work it, yeah. like um yeah he, he's got no chills so. yeah yeah my hours too mm-hmm. and and you got to walk with them for a good 15 minutes before they eventually stop trying Calm to yank down. your arm off so what i'd like to do actually yeah. is get some obedience classes and see if somebody can help me out with that because i don't think it's possible i think they're just they're just wired dogs. I mean, yeah. they're just you know. It's... Obedience classes can help. Yeah, uh, you're, you're dealing with you have two, so you're going to have to break the you know the uh, the issue with with both of them. You can tamp it down a bit. 
uh, you know, and that that would certainly help. So you could enjoy your walk because they love it too. It's good for them. Oh yeah, yeah they want to yeah. get out. I mean, they they love going. Out. Yeah. That's why they're like, right? <laughs> I mean, they're crazy. They yeah. go nuts. And anytime I grab the leash, Reggie just goes absolutely bonkers. And yeah. uh, I went, uh, I went for a, a walk, hike, whatever you want to call it, in Valley Forge on Saturday. And for a, a moment, I thought, oh, I should take the dog. And then I was, I thought better of that. Right. He actually loves people. The, Fozzie's the one that you you just can't take out because he just barks at everybody. Reggie just wants to play with everybody. But um, I decided not to do that because I wanted it to be what you're talking about here. I wanted yeah. it to be like that, well, that's, a nice, relaxing. Over the course of years, that's yeah. what I've had with, with Chelsea because she's literally like that. You know, walking along and keeps pace. I can take her off the leash, especially if I'm in an, a, an area of the park where you don't have to have the dog on the leash deep in trails. Yeah. And she's awesome. And that that is exactly that Zen thing you're looking for, that awe Aww. walk. Aww. Of course, you have to leave the house. And at, when you the moment you leave the house, you start saying awe, and you don't stop mm-hmm. until you get back home. I right. love that feeling when you're <laughs> out there in nature and you just do a nice, deep, big breath. Like you fill your lungs all the way up and like a nice exhale. Oh. 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 You're like, oh my god! I didn't so, realize you were behind me. Sorry. So you were at uh, Valley Forge this weekend? Yeah. Did you and go? We're not. No, we were at Valley Forge. We went to. We walked uh, the Perkyoma Trail, um, but we're not in full color mode. But man, is it beautiful so right now! I hear it's the now. Nick, you were saying last week that we're the first two weeks this this time in in October is like the height of the season for Hawk Mountain, correct? Yeah, and the the tree uh, the trees are colored. They're cut <laughs> off. I'll start over. The colors of the trees there are incredible right now, too. So you're getting peak uh, migration season, and you're yeah. getting peak uh, color season. Hawkitude. Hawkitude. Lots right. of Hawkitude. Yeah, but um, now through, say, middle of October, uh, end of October is a great time to go. Okay. Uh, oh, but uh, get there early. I know you were talking about it. Um, you yeah. Know, the, the early you can get there, uh, the better the viewing is and the smaller the crowds. And, you know, I know obviously getting up for you early is not an issue. Not a, not a problem. Um, but, yeah, I would leave, you know, at uh, at, at sunrise if you can. Okay. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do Ca-caw. I'm gonna try to do more of this. Hear it off in the distance. Uh, I'm gonna try to get out and, and do uh, spend some time in nature. Uh, you know, it makes a huge difference. Uh, you know, it's great, Preston. If you hike a certain area, a certain trail through the seasons, you when you see it change and the and the uh, the different things that occur, it's it's so cool. You I never love really it. regret it afterwards. You no, know, it's, it's like going to the gym. Like you're always glad that you went. It's just uh, getting off your ass and going to do it. Really, I think really? so. Yeah. I mean, like once you spend time yeah. outside, you're, you're happy that you have. Yeah, and it's got to be the. And I know this is you know petty, but it, it needs to. You don't want to drive an hour to go find right. that spot to to go and and enjoy. You know, it needs and to be somewhere it, close by. It can be a pain in the ass. Yeah. Unfortunately, where where I am, and if you know, well, you are you're close to a number yeah. of good yeah. spots. Yeah. That's yeah, why. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm stupid to have not been taking. Right, 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 right. Not that we haven't ever gone out on some of the trails before, but. Why don't I? Why don't I do that more? Why? Often? Yeah, that what? Park trail I'll tell right you what, there. too. Don't in in the in the dead of winter. I know people like on cold days or whatever. Bundle up, get out, and yeah. and do yeah. it. I, the second you so for the first fifth, 10 minutes, you're you're maybe a little bit chilly. When you start get, moving along, mm-hmm. it's so great. Kathy, do you like a nice brisk cold walk outside? Yeah, I don't mind it. I mean, right now I'm like terribly suffering from allergies. I was in. A you cold. sound very yeah. stuffy today. Yeah. I was in a, a corn maze over the weekend, and I think that just did me in. Okay, w- where was the corn maze? 
I uh, went out to Mary Mead. Falling to the knees. <laughs> was so uh, that was there on Friday, Kat. I, Nick, I know. I saw your pictures. I went uh, Saturday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, Mary Mead. Is, activities? Mary Mead is great. I went for. Falling to the knees. I went for ice cream activities. Uh, oh, I left with ice cream. Yeah, oh, did you? Okay, yeah. so uh, a quick side story. My uh, dad got the pumpkin ice cream, which they sell, and he got it in a cone. And uh, we were walking back to the oh, bench he, where we all sat down. It? He dropped it. And, and he, he cry? He did this thing where uh, he, it was like uh, in, in Sesame Street. He was like, 10 angry oh. dogs. And it, like, it went down on the ground. Uh, he picked it up and picked the gravel out and then he... No, he did not. Did he really? That's, that's the McElwain blood. Didn't, oh, didn't think God. twice about it. Uh, How far was he from the actual stand itself? Oh, Casey, it must have been 15, 16 feet that we had walked away <laughs> oh, from. Oh, my God. I <laughs> now, listen, another one. I, I, I have no problem, you know, something yeah. you drop on the floor yeah, whatever, and right. picking up and, and, you know, the three-second rule, five-second rule, everybody would call it. Ice cream at a farm on the ground. At a farm, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's E. coli like <laughs> yeah. nobody's business all uh-huh. over the place. Yeah, I right. would have ripped have that, that out of his hands and thrown it in the trash. He said, I would have said no. I'm the one no. who picked it. I picked it up, and he said, "Here, I'll take it back." I am handing. I was going to go. Oh. Walk, I was going to throw it out and go buy him another one. He's like, "I'll, I'll just pick the rocks." Out. Oh, shame on both <laughs> of you. Pick the, the rocks out, out of it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Mary Mead's delicious. Oh, that's funny. You know what I heard also is that um, Creamy Acres in. In Mulligan uh, Hill, that they their haunted attraction is open. We know the Bates Motel, which is awesome. Yeah. I was so glad to hear Bates has opened up. A couple of these places you can get out and have some yeah. fall activities. Yeah, yeah Mary Mead exactly. was complete. Like everything was opened there. Fall yeah. activities. Thank you. They were even doing the hay rides and stuff like that. Their okay. corn maze. I saw the uh, the overhead shot. They put it up on their Instagram. It's massive. Well, so they have like a corn a corn maze tunnel, which is like yeah. you know for smaller kids, and the kids like doing that. And Chase was like, I want to do the the five acre one, and I was just like not into it and then i'm like all right he wants to do it i have to do it and it actually was a lot of fun they, it comes with a map and yeah i love all the cool. skeletons in the maze but we never put skeletons in there <laughs> now those are the dead people yeah. hey nick i was so we were hiking the mount misery trail and so we ended up by the uh the, the stream and by the stream there's this little waterfall and so we walked on the dam to the waterfall, and then I sat down, and we're looking at the water. It's great. And my son's like, oh, I want to jump in. I'm like, no, it's freezing. out. he's like, no, I'll do it. And I'm like, no. Um, and then he's like, well, can I come swim in here sometime? And I'm like, yes, absolutely. You know, when it's warm out, I'll yeah. bring you back here because I'm looking over, and it's just, you can see the bottom, and it's deep. I'm like, yeah, we could totally do that. And then we walk off the dam, and there's a sign that clearly says, don't walk on the dam. Don't walk on the yeah. dam. Yeah. And, no and that the water is Polluted. It's yeah. contaminated. And Deadly I was like, water. Yeah. Don't walk on the dam. Piranhas. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Sure. Not water, acid. <laughs> I, um, it used to be very polluted. It was a super fun site up in Paoli, and so you couldn't even fish there anymore. It's, the water quality in the Valley Creek has gotten a lot better over the years. I've seen people swimming in there. You see people climbing on the dam all the time. Yeah. I, I think that you're not supposed to, but um, I don't know if it's really that dangerous to swim there anymore. I'd be interested to see if it actually is dangerous at this point. We'll mm-hmm. swim for a couple weeks and see how you yeah. how you fare. Well, anyhow, yeah, 15 minutes, a 15-minute walk in nature is apparently a way that it can inspire joy and gratitude. And uh, I'm so grateful and so joyous. The study also analyzed uh, selfies taken during these walks, noting that people who just returned from walking tend to smile more. Aww. Well, maybe don't take your camera with you and just, you know... We went on with the walk. We went on. Yeah. We went to this uh, area. I forgot. It's something watershed. Anyhow, it goes back into the woods and it goes along the Perkyoma Creek. Um, and I forgot my phone at yeah. home, and I had that split second of panic. Oh my god, I forgot my phone. And then I was like, 
I am so glad I forgot my yeah. phone. Yeah. This is great. Just I'm detached. It was right. wonderful. My Besides, phone... you could build a phone out of stuff you found in the yeah, woods. Sure. To. Yes, yeah. if you had to. My phone stayed in my pocket the whole time. I just like to have it just in case somebody, I don't know, like turns an ankle or bumps yeah. their head. Or, oh, and by know. the way, we, you talk about making a phone out of things yeah. you found. <laughs> While we were walking along, there's a part that goes down by the creek, and someone had created with sticks... Like a uh, Blair Witch type of that. Yeah. Uh, type of shrine. I thought it was hilarious too. I'm like, I wonder I, if a lot of people get that. I, I I love that. There were there were you know there were stones that were sh- positioned a certain yeah. way, and then there was a, a group of sticks that were that were put together. And I'm like, all right, what are, <laughs> that was pretty cool. What are those called, by the way? Like a group of sticks, a group like, of a coven. Uh, no, well, I mean, like you know, like you're talking, like. Uh, Blair Witch style is it? Because I don't know. Okay, because I was. Is that a thing? Well, it's got to be something. It's got to have a name. And as I was walking the trails with my kids, I was like uh, teaching them things, and I'm right, putting right. Air, quotes air quotes because every time I says something, I'm like, oh god, I hope that's true. Um, when you pile rocks on top of each other, that's called a cairn. Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. And it's also just known as stacking, right? Yeah. Yeah, but a cairn but for is trails. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like a trail cairn, and, and it will it will guide you, right? Yes. 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 Okay. And those little um, paint uh, things on the on the trees, those are called blazes, right? Yeah, trailblazers. Okay. Yep. Okay. You got two, right? I didn't I didn't know that. That. Yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> I just thought they were markers. I didn't know they were, right. but uh, that makes sense, blazing a trail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. So, because I'm teaching my kids these things, and, and the whole time I'm like, God, I hope I'm teaching them actual, like, factual information. <laughs> Not just, it doesn't like, matter, Casey. though. Facts. Yeah. Let, right. de- let them get laughed at. <laughs> Uh, so anyhow, yeah, get outside, take a walk. It's just absolutely gorgeous right now. This time of year, the weather is the the, the temperature still mild. Uh, the 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 trees are oh. uh, you know they're, they're turning. And you just it, put on a, uh, a jersey or something, you yeah. know, a hoodie. Um, you know, maybe uh, some stiletto heels. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Did the walk a mile virtual thing already happen? Yeah, a few okay. weeks ago. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> All right, anyhow, um, this is kind of interesting, and it's in a it's in a, uh, a rural location and a nice view. Uh, but the Silence of the Lambs house is up for sale. The Buffalo Bill house, Jane Gum's actual house in the 1991 movie, is looking for some new occupants. Uh, Buffalo Bill was portrayed by actor Ted Levine. Of course, he was the serial killer who murdered overweight women and skinned them to make a woman suit for himself. Guy's uh, got to have a hobby. It's in. By the he way, never t- see. He never took all walks. It's in Fayette <laughs> County, Pennsylvania. So obviously, uh, that th- there's no pit in the basement. It was it was a modest house. It was I think it was like a ranch house, wasn't it? No, no. It was it was a couple of stories. Okay. Uh, by the way, Nick, it's in Layton, Pennsylvania. L a y t o n. If you want to look up where that is, I'm, I'm assuming it's in Western PA. I don't know. Uh, but the property was last sold in 2016 for 195 thousand yeah. dollars. South of Pittsburgh. Yeah. Okay. And uh, it was sold to an owner who was a fan of Silence of the Lambs. However, it looks uh, it looks just like Buffalo's Bills Bills House uh, is back on the market just in time for Halloween 2020. If you're into that type, so of thing. Is, is the outside pretty recognizable? Yeah, very much so. Okay, uh, here it's we a go. Three story, four bedroom house sits on oh, 1.7 yeah. acres along the. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, oh yeah, baby. Uh, the Yao River, Y O U G H Yoff River. I'm not sure. All right, uh, it's listed uh, for two hundred ninety-eight thousand dollars. And what's the basement situation? Because it was a little bit of a know. maze in the as depicted in the movie. I doubt it's anything like that. Yeah, I, I got to believe it's nothing like that. Steve, I know you have your list, um, but for me, the scariest movie of all time is The Silence of the Lambs. And I don't know what it did, but like it, it, it was one of those movies that just lived with me 
and still lives with me to this day, and it, it creeps the living hell out of me. I can't watch it without being terrified. Well, my list will be out. It was supposed okay. to be out last week, but I have a. I got bombarded when I announced I was doing it with some good suggestions for people. Oh, some things that I had had forgotten and about. I, I know um, this isn't a horror movie. It's a thriller or whatever you want. But uh, like, it, it just, it's still, it's okay to oh. be terrified by Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, they, the it's classified as horror a lot of times. Yeah, I it, always see it, it as a thriller, but yep, yeah. Okay. But some people consider it to be a horror film. Yeah. Is there a way to get submissions from listeners and, and to make, you know, have your Steve list and then like, a reader's list, so to I will speak. Cure, okay. uh, I can curate. Yeah. Yes, I'd gladly do that. I don't. I, we're looking at pictures of this house. I don't recall the house looking like that. What? Well, that was a different angle. She came up to the front of the house. Yeah, and, I know, but you know, she was right. dressed as a Girl Scout. You remember that? <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> remember, there were there were two houses that they That's went to. That's how she right? got in. They went to the yeah, wrong were, house, right? I, don't know, they, they I, went, I like went, the mint cookies. <laughs> They also went to a house where the first victim had lived. Yes. And that's where she sees the sewing patterns and, and says he's making a dress. So it was in the same area. Yeah. Okay. Because we covet what we see every day. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but it's it's a nice looking house. It is. And a nice piece of property right up uh, by the river. So uh, if you've got... You I know, make drum videos in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> Uh... <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you know what's interesting? Ted Levine and the um, the gal who played the senator's daughter who was yes. down in the pit, apparently I had heard on the set, even when she was down in the pit and he was up above, they had a blast together. They uh, yeah, becoming, I heard that too. They yeah. ended up becoming really good friends. And we're laughing a and lot. And we're laughing yeah. a lot in between takes, even though some... Actors prefer not to do that right, right, right. in that kind of dynamic in a scene, but apparently they had a great time. Ted Levine is awesome. He's been in a whole bunch of stuff. I used to love him in Monk. Uh, he was the police captain, you was remember? He? I yeah, didn't yeah, watch yeah. Monk, yeah. And uh, he's just been in a ton of stuff, Crime, uh, crime Story too. And yeah. uh, But, I mean, as far as a deranged character, he gave it his all. Oh, yeah. Now, the inside of the house, as we're looking at the video, but it's 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 it has some of the trappings of a, of a standard farmhouse, but there's some modern... Uh, amenities to it. Yeah. The the pit has been uh, this for mica now instead of stone. Okay. All right. Uh anyhow, that is up for sale if you uh if you want to go for it. Um oh, you know what? One last thing. Can I play this uh, little clip? Yeah. We have an audio clip of uh The Rock. Yes. Dwayne Johnson uh wished a local uh a Philadelphian uh Marie Grover uh happy birthday. She's 101 years old. And he did 100 last year and is Sort of following suit, and it looks like every year she's going to get one. All right, here is uh, here's Dwayne. Happy birthday, dear Marie Grover. Happy birthday. Is that her laughing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> to you. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Marie Grover. I can't believe it. Singing this birthday song to you is such an honor. It is my privilege and pleasure because you are turning 101 to today. Happiest of birthdays to you. I hope you have the best birthday, surrounded by love. Aww. He's the best. And she's she, cra- she looks spry as hell. She does. That's great, man. Very, very cool. All right, listen, we need to take a break because we've got some interviews coming up. We're going to be talking to Ian Zering in just a little bit and also Lewis Black, both of them. When we return, make sure you stay with us. 
www.wmmr.com. A great way to stay up to date on the latest rock news and station happenings. Listen live via your laptop, the free mobile app, or just tell your smart speaker to play MMR. From Preston and Steve's Daily Rush to Pierre's Weekend Calendar and the latest on Jackson's local shots. It's everything that rocks your computer. Well, concerning our next guest and his show, the people have spoken. Yes. Damn it, they demanded it, and they're getting it. Swamp Thing is what we're talking about. Premieres tomorrow night at 8 p.m. on The CW. Please welcome Mr. Ian Ziering to the Yay. show. Today. Good morning, Ian. Oh, my gosh. How are you? Oh, good morning to you, too. How's everything going? Everything's great. Wonderful. Yeah. And and how is your world treating you? You know what? With Swamp Thing coming out tomorrow night, hmm. things are looking up. I tell you, I... Uh, it's hard to have something to look forward to in the midst of this pandemic and yep. social uh, unrest. You know, to have a show that I'm so proud of uh, actually reach the air wi- airwaves, uh, it, it's it's great. Well, as, as, as well, you, you, you should. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you this, and here's the thing. I, I, I caught the, the first episode, um, and it was on the, the, the DC uh, platform. And right. um, and, um, and then I heard it was it was canceled, and I'm like, oh, you know, and and we're we're getting bombarded with so many shows and so many good shows. I've always loved the character of Swamp Thing, and I'm like, oh well, you know, I I don't want to get emotionally invested in this, uh, uh, but and now they're making the move to CW, which makes it a uh, available to a larger audience. I think the show has oh, yeah. completely theatrical. The the budget is huge for this show. You have James Wan behind it. I, I mean, it, it's it was really well done. But I was like, you know, I bet you, um, I and there were a lot of people who wanted to commit but realized it was going to be a dead end. What's what's the what's the story? Do you think the CW move will instigate a continuing of the series? And and where how's thing how are things looking now? You know what? I, I don't know how they're looking, but I'll tell you how I'm feeling. I think this show is is too amazing. It's too watchable. It's too compelling for it to just be 10 episodes. This is something that they had plans for many years with. They spent, like you said, a fortune on this budget. This is top-tier filmmaking. And the fact that it's going to be on the small screen, it, you know, it's just going to expand uh, the desire for greater quality content amongst everybody who sees this. 85 90% of the visual effects were all done practically, meaning they were done in front of the camera, not mm-hmm. in a computer. And when that's there, when it's visceral, when it's tactical, you, tactile, you can, you know, and you see it, it's jaw-dropping. <laughs> it's yeah, I mean, they, 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 it appears they built this, and correct me if I'm wrong, this this swamp. <laughs> they built a swamp, basically, for Swamp Thing. Yeah, they had a 35,000-square-foot soundstage that they flooded, built a swamp in. It was seven or eight feet deep in some areas. There were boats inside this thing, camera boats, yeah. to follow the swamp thing through the water and then, you know, shoot all the creepy scenes on the banks and shore of the swamp. And this was like an environment that you would see in Disneyland where you go into the Pirates of the Caribbean ride and all of a sudden you're immersed in this, in this environment where it's, it's, it's consuming. And they did this for the movie um, – on a level that we haven't seen before on the small screen. Well, James Wan, of course, he did Aquaman, and 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 he's done the the Conjuring. He's a great director, a great producer, and he you know he loves this stuff. He loves the DC universe, so his his hands are all over this. Uh, now, now oh, yeah. the Swamp Thing for me has always represented a very cool. It's sort of a blend between the comic world and and horror and sci-fi. And you play a character that I was just peripherally familiar with. 
uh, Daniel Cassidy, who becomes Blue Devil. Explain, explain what is happening there. You know, they've inserted this character into the Swamp Thing universe, and originally it was not part of the, uh, the DC comic, but Daniel Cassidy is a stuntman who begrudgingly sitting on the edge of the set one day mulling over the fact that he should be the actor and the actor who's playing the Blue Devil is really a, a big prima donna. And he catches the ear of the Phantom Stranger. In, in DC folklore, we don't know if the Phantom Stranger is God or the devil, but he makes a deal with Dan Cassidy to get an, a starring role in a movie if he stays in Moray, Louisiana, to protect a woman who is yet to be named or seen. Right. So Daniel, Daniel makes a deal. What the heck? Why not? He thinks the Blue Devil is just one of the network studio suits doesn't know who he is, and then after that, immediately he gets the part. The guy gets fired on set, but Daniel now is confined to Murray. It's an eight-mile square town, and if he leaves or tries to go out of the boundaries, he starts to catch fire. He realizes that he's trapped. It's not until eight years later that this woman shows up, and he's pretty sure that that Abby Arcane, the CDC uh, research scientist who's come to investigate Murray, find out why what's going on in the swamp that's making people sick, um, he protects her, thinks he can leave, but he still can't, knows then that he, there's still more, more work to be done. He has a vision of her being slain by a group of mercenaries, and knowing that he that can't happen and he can't stop, you know, ten guys with machine guns, he transforms into the actual demon, not just the character of Blue Devil, but the actual demon, mm. um, and leaves a bloodbath, protects <laughs> her, and... Uh, you know what, where the story ends for Daniel, it's a bit of a cliffhanger. I don't want to spoil it for people that are going to watch. But you know what, to be able to work with Virginia Madsen and Derek Mears and Jennifer Beals, it's just, you know, this is top-tier uh, production. Yeah. One. Like you mentioned, this guy does such amazing horror, and that's where the slant is on Swamp Thing. This is not a comedy. This is not campy. This is uh, – this is is – is moving. This is scary. You, let me ask you, do you, do, you, do, you, do you think, I mean, because it's part of the deal, and we talk about this all the time, there's just so much, and I, it's almost been my, my complaint, you know, I, I love the DC universe, I love how DC has, has been dominating on, on television and what they've been able to pull off, and, and uh, but they, at a certain point, there's like so much on, and, and you almost become a victim of, of all of that, you know, the, the Supergirl's going away, and, and there have been a few uh, changes, you know, they've recast uh, Batgirl, uh, Batgirl Batwoman, and, and, and so... Um, you know, it, it's yeah. easy to get lost in the sauce. I, I mean, I was immediately drawn to how the production on this show, but you get, you don't want to get tied into something you think is going to be a dead end. I, I'm, I'm betting that this, that the CW move is going to light the fire under them to continue with this because they're looking to fill some slots left by Arrow leaving the the DC universe oh, yeah. and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. And I, and I hope it does because I've always loved this character. You know what? I feel the same way. I read the comics when I was a little kid. The fact that they're bringing it back now at a time where there's uh, such a shortage of quality content. And these these guys, the Swamp Things, uh, uh, Blue Devil, Floronic Man who shows up later, these are all reluctant superheroes. This isn't like Batman leaving the, the, the bad guys in handcuffs for the cops. Right. Most, especially my, my guy, he leaves the bad guys in pieces <laughs> and when he wakes up in his yeah. human form he knows what he's done yeah and you know it's with reluctancy that that he continues because this is not something that you know that is part of 
it is a part of Daniel Cassidy, but it's not a part of of who Daniel is. It transforms him into this demon. And even the swamp thing, you know, no, there's unwill, un, a reluctant, unwilling, super entity. Yeah, you know, these are not humans. Yeah, yeah, no, they. I, I like what they're what they're doing with it. So this is going to be on tomorrow night, eight o'clock. And uh, do, had had the idea of playing a, a superhero villain been appealing to you before this role came along, Ian? I am Come sorry on. to mean to call you. What? That's okay. Yeah. Uh, what? What? Eight year old boy has never dreamed of putting the cape on and <laughs> being heroic. And when yeah. I got this part, it like spoke right to that eight year old boy inside of me. I. You know, I, I, I'm so excited to be able to do this That's at great. such a high level of production quality, working with top-tier executives and producers and you you, know, you, 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 directors you. that have done $100 million blockbusters. This is, this yeah. is no, it, nothing it, but excitement. It's top of the stuff. But you've also done a lot of the animated work. You've done voice work for a lot of the DC. Um, DC's animation department is awesome. You've even done some yeah. Marvel stuff with, with Spider-Man. Uh, and yeah. and so it's clearly a world you love uh, working in and feel comfortable with. But now you get to be the badass, conflicted mm-hmm. hero yeah. slash demon, and that's that's cool. We want to, I want to see it continue for you. This the show's again. I just dipped my toes in the water and thought it was great. But now that we know that it has a fighting chance to continue, um, oh, yeah. you know, uh, everyone should watch it and, and keep Swamp Thing on. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be a very very compelling story. The writers. Uh, did a great job of creating depth of character between all the action, between all the horror, between all the amazing set pieces. This is, uh, again, this is next level television. It, it's going to be amazing. All right. Awesome. Sorry. Uh, one quick question. Uh, I, I mean, you've been down another legendary path as well as Finn in Sharknado. Yeah. Uh, anything happening in the Sharknado universe? Uh, you know, I'm kind of thinking maybe it's going to happen in reality. I mean, we've had everything else. <laughs> yeah, 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 I guess that's right. We don't need it. We've got our own. All mm-hmm. right, that's cool. All right, Ian, thanks so much. Swamp Thing premieres tomorrow night, 8 p.m. on the CW, and I'm sure we'll talk to you again sometime down the road. Thanks so much. Take care, guys. Yeah. All right, day. Ian, take care. Yeah. Thanks, Jerry. Nice. Uh, you know what I think of when, it, when I think of Swamp Thing, Steve? I think of Adrian Barbeau's Barbeau. boobs. Yeah, man. Mainly. Yeah, because uh, she was scantily clad in that movie. in that first one. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was. It was that was that was a wonderful part of that whole thing. I I dig that character a lot. And there was the there were two movies, and um uh, the 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 character is really cool. And his character that that um apparently appears in, in the latter part. It's just one of those things where I watched that first. And I'm like, and then you see the cancellation thing. I'm like, well, yeah. why, why am I going to do this? I know. I why, know. why am I going to love a show and then have it go away? Happens too often. All right. Well, here's one you don't have to worry about as far as he's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. It is. Uh, it's his new special, and we love having him on. And it is available tomorrow on Amazon Prime, on iTunes, and Google, Google Play, Xbox. It's on all kinds of different uh, formats. Uh, but I love the title. It's Thanks for Risking Your Life. <laughs> Please welcome him. There's only one like him in the world. Please give some love to Mr. Lewis Black. Yeah. Hi, Lewis. <laughs> Hi, guys. How you doing, man? Oh, just thug. How could you not be better? <laughs> <laughs> what could possibly be standing in your way? Really, every day, just exactly the same, so that I can continue to check on how it was when it was before and what it'll be like after. I always know what it'll be like. It's the same. Yeah. It will always be the same. Speaking of... And then the news is all... And it's always the same. It's just the same. It has been just a 
little change would be nice, but no, things are great. great. <laughs> Speaking of before, uh, and I love how you can just say before and everybody knows exactly yes, what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this particular set that you're promoting was just before we went into shutdown and COVID hit and all that stuff. Um, and so walking up to that and, and so, so watching comedy shows now that came before yes. have, are, are interesting. Did you go back? Did you see anything that, that rung true with what we're going through now that happened before? Well, I mean, I think that uh, a lot of what I was saying just kind of was, uh, you know, uh, you know, but basically was, you know, why are we where we at? Why are we where we at? Uh, yeah, here's why. Yeah, yeah. I kind of, I kind of, uh, the, the, you know, the opening, I kind of talk about it a bit. And then, uh, and then stuff that I was talking about, things like, you know, I go into the fact that, you know, we basically uh, have put people in charge who, uh, who don't, um, they, you know, the people we, we made a conscious decision we weren't going to worry about climate change anymore by putting people in charge who'd never passed the science class. <laughs> well, well <laughs> so I, I go into stuff like that. I mean, all of that stuff was already on the table. It right. was just a matter of it playing out. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what, what's interesting is so so the the tour the tour that that you were on had started in January of 2020, and then March everything starts to go in the crapper, and you're you're so we we know where things are going to start to go as we see this special, and obviously you're you're a forward thinker anyway when it comes to a lot of this stuff, and it, it, it's it's uh, we actually talked to a number of comedians who had had specials who were just breaking at the beginning of of uh the the pandemic so it was like you know from Burke Kreischer to other people it just it was just the timing it was just happenstance but here's here's a nice yeah. chance to get some new content yeah. because you know just as things are starting to open up it's still it's still few and far between a lot of people have have, have kind of gone through their netflix list and have watched every you know go, every stand up special going back 20 years so here's something new yeah. uh and now where where where, where did you uh, where did you record this well, I mean, I didn't, you know, and to be honest, it was totally done. It was an accident because we weren't planning on recording it. it was yeah. just I record every show because I have two cameras in the room, um, and I use them to record the show. And uh, basically, I do a thing at the end of the show called The Rant Is Due, and it, it's a live <laughs> stream of me reading rants written by audience members that, and, and people who watch. And it goes throughout the world. So people in Sweden have written rants, people in in New Zealand, all right. everywhere, you know, folks outside of Philly, everywhere. So those, so those cameras are always running. I had two extra cameras on because we were using the you're in a casino, and the casino sometimes will have cameras that are on you because they want the the uh, the um, screens that they have of you, you know, enlarged so people in the back can see you. So those two cameras, we have four cameras generally for us, especially you have six cameras, eight cameras, twelve cameras, right. You've got, lighting everywhere the audience isn't lit the audience isn't mic um it's a totally you know it's it's an act you know we finished it and uh my friend jeff stilson who was the opening act at that point when i came off stage he said you know i've been working on this thing for a while even before january because my my tour never ends i just like i just wander from village to dell i've got no life (laughs) to dell just a wandering comedian of your I'm just a, I'm a, I'm a minstrel. So, uh, so I'm, I'm out there, and uh, you know, and, and he, he says, you know, you've got that's it. Yeah. He said, you know, you you said it exactly the way.
way you always wanted to say it. So, you know, I, I'd make this the special. And we looked at the stuff, and we uh, we decided to go with it. Lewis, I wanted to ask you uh, about your style because I I, I just love – your pacing, um, you know, people people know the the hard hitting when when you really start to hit your you know your ranch and you and you start yell. But I love your setups. I love your your pacing and your storytelling. And you take your time, and eventually you get to the the you get to the money shot. Um, were you always that way, or did that develop over time? Because I would imagine is when you're starting off, you don't have the luxury of being able to take your time and build to a certain you know a certain thing you're trying to get to. No, I would say that my style was created in part the 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 uh, the, uh, the, the kind of um, the, the the yelling, the screaming, all of that came that came first because yeah. I was in panic. I was in panic that at any moment the audience would turn on me, you know, and just come at me like rabid dogs. Because right. you know, it was like I just had a fear that if you gave them a second, there there, there would be the hecklers, and so I was, uh, you know, so silent. Silence, which is really what became, in part, what I finally learned, yeah. took a long time for me to feel comfortable enough on stage to know. It's the thing that, that, that Carlin talked about, which yes. I really, I, I never heard him say, which is, you're, you're driving the bus, schmuck. You're in charge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have yeah, to ask you. Know, you... That, only, that only took me 15 years to learn. Right, right. <laughs> I have to ask you quickly, have you ever been, because obviously you, you represent the, you, you, are, you are constantly in a state of, uh, you, you know, you wear your emotions on your sleeve. It's coming out. Uh, have you ever, has the Mayo Clinic or, uh, you know, medical facility ever contacted you to check out how, if, if perhaps, will you live longer than we will because you're a constant fountain of getting that out? Or is there, uh, is there a medical benefit, you think, to the way you approach life and your, your, um, your high energy? There's no mental benefit to it. <laughs> uh, the, 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 the medical thing, I think, I think what's funny is, is that uh, just a kind of, you know, we've been in this kind of uh, whatever with this is that we're doing now for a while. <laughs> and I, I and I did some interview or something, and I've been, and I've been, I, went, I kind of, you know, went nuts. Yeah. You know, was yelling and screaming and doing that. And at the end of it, after I hung up, I went, oh. Oh, that's what I've been missing. That's why I feel so good. There you like, go. I had uh, there in that. So it makes. I think it gets stuff off your chest. I, I know that I have my blood pressure is spectacular. <laughs> I mean, everything else is probably rotting, but I have um, my blood gets there in a constant flow. There you uh, go. Well, listen, they're good. giving us a wrap up. We know you got to run, but we'll we'll uh, mention thanks for risking your life. Available now on all kinds of platforms. Lewis, we love you. Thanks for coming on this morning. You bet, Lewis Black. Yeah. He is so great. I, I, I just, he's, he's one of my favorites. Well, five, right? He's in there, man. Yeah. I just, I just love his. Like he said, he, he takes these, and you just know he's a powder keg. Like he can blow at any second, but he takes these pauses. Yeah, and you're just like, and you know it's happening, and you know it's building, and, and it's just great. I, I love liken it. it to like, uh, say you're in Pompeii. And you get that yeah. first rumble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, oh, like, and then you, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was uh, cast perfectly in Inside Out. Oh my God. You know? Outstanding. Uh, yeah. It, it could be my favorite part of that movie. Yeah. Um, anyhow, it's cool to have him on. Listen, we got a couple minutes to play with. A reminder we do have uh, October Madness coming up today. It returns. And uh, the there, first... there have been some interesting, you know, and I, I, yeah. I, I, I was thinking about last week and what we've seen. 
play out. I, I do think it's imperative that you listen to understand how these different uh, things end up because so much of it, last second voting, can be predicated on the song selection representing each of the competitors. Well, I I was surprised that um, Black Sabbath had lost to Stevie Ray Vaughan. Because As was I. Because I. I was following it and Black Sabbath was winning. I was like, okay, well, in fact, I thought that they had won. So when I came in this morning and I saw that they had lost, I was like, oh, okay. I just, uh, I was kind of pulling for Stevie. I did a, uh, it's it's in the can right now, but I did a, uh, I did a Stevie Ray Vaughan drum cover. Oh, did you? Uh, just about a week and a half ago. Yeah. So I was kind of happy to see that. So I'll, I'll reveal it when the time is right. But anyhow, um, if I were to have, I didn't fill out my bracket. If I would have done it, I would have been, I would have lost. Immediately. Almost every single I would have, yes. I wouldn't have picked uh, Bowie to beat Nirvana. I would not have picked uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan to beat Black. Wait, Black Sabbath did move on? Oh, I, I did the wrong. I, I wrote the wrong thing. Yeah, Stevie That's, Ray Vaughan. I, I messed up. Sorry. All right, so I wouldn't have picked Stevie Ray Vaughan to beat Black Sabbath. Uh, I would not have picked CSMY to beat the Stones. No way. Uh, I probably would have picked uh, Weezer over Linkin Park, although Linkin Park has a huge fan base. And I wouldn't have picked, I don't think I would have picked Van Halen over Jimi Hendrix. I think I would have gone with Jimmy, so I was way off. It, but it goes to what What are you picking? Are you picking as a personal choice, or are you picking on what you think is going to be the winning choice? Well, so that's what I did with my uh, with my bracket, and I was uh, wrong on a few myself, but I didn't go with my own personal. I went with what I thought the right. fan base would choose. In, and which, I, in which bracket? Uh, all of them. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think I would have been. I would those choices I was making would have been for fan base, and I would have been off, yeah, dude. I yeah. would just not have gotten it. CSNY was definitely. Now I, I I love them. It's cool. I actually I, I would I, say I probably I I hate to say this. I I think the Rolling Stones are great, legendary, amazing. But I probably prefer and am more inclined to put on CSNY than well, I would be Stones. What's going to happen now is that's going to make them kind of the dark horse. I know. And and they. You they, never know. Who knows? Who, who knows? knows? But then right. there are also people who vote just to F with things. So it's going to start again at 1130 today with uh, Pierre, and it's brought to you by Horizon Services. So Rocktober Madness continues. Uh, I saw this story. I thought this was adorable. Um, a letter of kindness coming from an unexpected source. So uh, there was this third-grade kid named Lucas yeah, who was at uh, Myrtle Beach with his family back in June. Uh, Lucas was out boogie boarding. And while he was out on the ocean, one of his loose front teeth fell out. It fell in the ocean. Yes. Swept away. You're not going to get it back? Uh, He was worried that his tooth wouldn't be found by the tooth fairy. Right. Um, So he worked out a plan with his mom, Ashley. They wrote a note. They put it in a bottle. And they threw it in the ocean. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) A couple of months later, the letter apparently was found. A package arrived postmarked to Lucas from Dayton, Ohio. Inside a letter explained to Lucas that he shouldn't be worried. And this is what the letter said. It said, hello, Lucas. I hope you had a fun vacation at the beach. I'm so sorry that you lost your tooth in the surf. I got your message in the bottle, so I wasn't worried about not finding it right away. Good news. Mermaids found your tooth and gave it to me. Oh, the mermaid wanted you to have this shark tooth to remember your vacation. So the, the tooth fairy sent him a shark tooth. That's cool. Brush your teeth two times every day to keep them pretty for me. Flossing is good, too. Stay safe. Best wishes always from the tooth fairy. Oh, my gosh. Aww. That's great. What about uh, money? No <laughs> money? No money? No money. No money. Oh, a shark what tooth. A rip-off. What am I going to do with this? Uh, they got a shark tooth. What the hell am I going to do with this? Uh, but it's money. interesting. That the, legitimately, the bottle was found. The bottle with the note inside it That's was found. That's great. Isn't that great? 
I wouldn't have done the shark tooth. I probably would have gone to a cemetery yeah. and <laughs> exhumed a body and ripped a tooth out of the skull. I left that under the <laughs> yeah, kid's yeah, pillow. Yeah. We lost Jace's first tooth. Like, we oh, did you? Yeah, he was actually... Um, How'd you swing that one, though? It was... I think it was an Easter egg hunt in our neighbor's yard, and the kids were running around, and somebody said, uh, Jace has blood on his mouth. Like, he didn't even know he had lost his tooth. He came over, we checked. I mean, we knew it was loose, yeah. and we, oh. we never found it. check his poop? No, Sometimes it happens. You should maybe write a letter to the Easter Bunny. Maybe he found That's it. right. It's a, good, it's a good idea. Well, I mean, sometimes the tooth fairy knows that um, they they lose a tooth even if it's not under the pillow. They're in the so same union. She still came. Okay. They are in the same union. Yeah, they are. I think actually in that movie, uh, Return of the Guardians or whatever it is. They're it, all part they're of all the same together, the tooth fairy yeah. and the... Rise of the Guardians. Rise yeah. of the Guardians. Yeah. It's a great movie. I love that movie. It's way underrated. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, Alec Baldwin is, uh, is Santa, Santa Claus. Santa Claus yeah, and Hugh great. Jackman is... The Peter, Easter Bunny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a pretty good movie, so... Um, I saw this out of the news as well. Um, I was not familiar with this guy. As you can um, imagine. As you can imagine. Uh, his name was Zeph Eisenberg. As you can imagine. He launched a fitness firm called Maximuscle, and he died near, uh, in York in England at Elvington Airfield, where he was, uh, apparently he, uh, he would let, I'm sorry, he would set land speed records in different vehicles and he was in a crash and was killed. Ooh. Oh, really? Okay, so is that was that part of his exercise? He was involved... No, it wasn't part <laughs> of his exercise. Because <laughs> that's kind of cheating. Yeah. He was all in, involved... In 2016, he was involved in a near-death 230-mile-per-hour crash. Wow. Did the airbag go off? Uh, he was attempting to break the British land speed record in a Porsche 911 Turbo S when he was killed. Wow. Um, so I don't know how fast a 911 Turbo S can go, but... Except 70 miles an hour. No, I think it, it can least. go a little bit yeah. faster yeah. than that. I don't know if you can get over 200 miles per hour in that vehicle or not. Maybe you can, but... Um, I didn't know any of these land speed records were done outside of Utah. I thought they were all in like the Like in the Salt Flats? Yeah. No, so they'll, so they'll do some. And, and Nick, I never really thought about it. That I, I always think you just, you know, land speed record, period. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But I guess, it, I guess they have them for different vehicles. Yeah. You know, so uh, d- different styles of vehicles or different actual make and models of oh. vehicles. Segways. Yeah. <laughs> well, he set the record in 2015 for 225 miles an hour on a turbine-powered motorbike. Yeah, so they would they were doing motorcycles as well. Yeah. Was a, was another big part of that. Can you imagine doing over 225 miles? On a motorcycle. On a motorcycle. No. no. It's insane. Uh, so, yeah, in fact... Case, how, how quickly have you gotten the best, Bob, too? How, 70. 70, okay. So in before the nitrous in 2019, Mr. Eisenberg set the record for the flying mile in Wales, stealing the crown from actor Idris Elba, who himself had broken the record in 2015. On what vehicle? After it had stood since 1927, when Sir Malcolm Campbell had set the pace. Now I don't know the details on that. So we don't know what the the vehicle was. But I guess I guess Idris Elba is a a real deal. Speed demon of sorts. I get, Maybe, yeah. See if you could find what a man's out man about the Idris Elba's uh, land speed record. He's a kickboxer who's actually comp- competed. He's a the DJ. Fly, it's called the Flying Mile. Sorry about that. Uh, so let me see. Yeah, he was in a Bentley and he went 182 miles an hour. Wow, jeez, 182. <laughs> man, well, I asked you, what's the fastest you've gotten up to in in your? I mean. In in real life, yeah, or and not because because at Pocono, oh yeah, Besi- outside about of 160, a, right, right, yeah, uh, which was crazy. So it was probably just a little under 160. 
Uh, I told you I did a. Um, it's when we that that uh, uh, exotic car company lent us oh, some right. vehicles, yeah. and I had a Lamborghini for twenty four hours, and I got it up to. I'm not proud of this, kind of sort of. Yeah, uh, little under 150 <laughs> miles an hour yes. at at, at four thirty in the morning on, on the blue city route. line. Oh. No, on the blue route when nobody <laughs> oh was around. God. Listen, I had Holy. the thing. Yeah, you had to. Uh, probably about a, about 120. I guess on on uh, I think it might have been the uh, the PA turnpike. Yeah, wow. because um, yes, it was. As a matter of fact, because actually it wasn't on the Blue Route. It was on the on the Northeast Extension. Sorry. Oh, even okay. better where yeah. the lanes are narrower. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but nobody's out there. And it was early. Yeah. But I was. I, in fact, I remember exactly what it was. Now that I think about it, we were had, I was heading out to Harrah's. We were doing a live broadcast, and I, you know, I, you, um, you pace yourself a lot of times by the cars that are around you. Yeah. And, yeah. As you could imagine. <laughs> and when there's no other cars around, and I literally look down and go, oh, my God. <laughs> I was flying. Yeah, I had in my old car, I had an alarm. You And you can set the, pay, the, yeah. the speed. As I to, never set that. If you ever <laughs> reach a threshold, the alarm yeah. will go off and say, yo, dude, you're going too fast. And because sometimes you just don't know how fast you're going. No. And I, like, so I set my uh, pace alarm for 90. Uh, I think, yeah, it was 90. Because I don't like going that fast, and, and the, the way cars are these days, though, and the way they're designed, you, you yeah. sometimes you have no idea you're traveling that fast. So right. when I was growing up, uh, my dad had a vet, and I mean a Chevette. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's a vet. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. a vet. It is a vet, and uh, yeah, we went like sixty. 65 miles per hour. Chevette, by the way, was was a fine little car. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 so. Yes. Was it really? It really was. Sorry. My, 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 uh, my. For how long? My how friend many, had a Chevette for a while. Yeah. Chevette. It wasn't bad. All right. Wait a minute. I think, actually, hang on a second. There were some pretty cool looking Chevettes. Um, hang on a second. I'm going to. The one that he had looked pretty cool. It looked pretty uh, futuristic. So we had a uh, uh, later on because my cousin had a Pontiac T1000 and that was just oh, the Pontiac version no, of the I Chevelle. Was thinking, I was thinking of a Chevelle. Sorry, uh, oh, yeah, Chevelle was <laughs> yeah, on San Antonio Speed, right? Should no, that was a Corvair. Corvair, okay. Yeah, Chevelles are cool looking. Yeah. Sorry about that. Chevette yeah. looks like crap. Yeah, yeah, Chevette's Let me like take a little a look egg. at a Chevette. Wait one second. They're not that great. Uh, yeah, but the Chevelle is pretty. That's that's cool looking car. Look at a Chevette. Um, hang on a second. Yeah, look at the Chevette. <laughs> Chevette. <laughs> what should we call this? I don't give a Chevette. <laughs> oh, wait. No, that wasn't the yeah, one. Yeah, you were thinking of a Chevelle, too, probably. I, I was probably thinking of that. No, the Chevette was not this. The Chevette yeah. was sort of the answer to the Pacer, right? Yes. Or the, and the Gremlin. And, uh, yeah. yeah, what yeah, was, was I thinking Steve, of? That's a Chevelle. Cheap car. Cool. I was car. thinking of the Chevelle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Anyway. Yeah, my neighbor had we a Chevelle. Clear? We all good on this? Yeah, yeah. 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 Crystal. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so anyhow, yeah, this guy he died in, um, uh, and he was well known in the um, in the racing community. But I had never heard of him. But that's dude, you're you're pushing your luck, you know. Porsche, by the way, often, and you know, be practiced drivers will tell you how unwieldy a Porsche can be at high speed. Yeah, you know, and and uh, who who was it from uh, Fast and the Furious? Uh, Oh, Paul Walker. Paul Walker, the guy. Mm-hmm. Now he wasn't driving, but the guy was driving. You mm-hmm. know, they they were they got it up to speed and crashed. Ryan Dunn died in a uh, yeah. It was a nine eleven S as well turbo, I think. So, all right. Anyhow, um, so let me see. I'm just uh, I didn't want to call it the junk drawer, but I guess I am kind of going through. Oh, some are you? Okay. Are you really? I really am. I thought this was kind of funny. You guys ever heard of the the UK quiz show Countdown? Yes, no. I've heard of it. I've, in I've fact, never seen it, but I've heard of it. I think in um, 
I think it might have been in the movie about a boy where he keeps going over to uh, oh, yeah. to his house and they watch. I think that's Countdown they're watching. So anyhow, uh, they have a resident lexicographer. Her name is Susie Dent. So, you know, it, words are yes. exactly what she does for a living. Uh, she attest- has testified to the effectiveness of lalocasia, or the use of swearing to alleviate stress and frustration, after discovering that her new book, which is called Word Perfect, was filled with typos. Are you kidding? <laughs> no. Well, it's, it's actually a, a sort of subplotline uh, of Lewis Black and in Inside Out. You know, he uses curse words to alleviate anger, and he gets all pissed yep. off, and he gets the whole new panel at the end. That uh, instructs what the new curse words are going to be. Dent said that she had just found out the initial printing of Word Perfect, which is described by its publisher as a brilliant linguistic almanac, had been completed using an early version of the text. And apparently she took a look at the the opening and it was just, she said, I opened it up and I saw there was something wrong in the acknowledgments. And then I had to close it because I just felt sick. (laughs) Uh, Thick. Uh, there are quite a few errors. I haven't counted them all, and I really don't want to. So apparently, they didn't go through the proper steps uh, to get the typos done before they put it out, which was they said was uh, pretty much stupid. My wife will uh, just labor over things, and she's a very good writer. She's a really, you know, can, can uh, composes things and, and does a great job every time. And I always say to her, you know, I said, hon, you won't believe the amount of things I get from companies, from PR firms, Promoting their clients or whatever to the show mm. that have that are l- just filled with misspellings and grammatical errors. It's just part of the deal. I misspell stuff in social media posts all the time, mm-hmm. uh, and and I've thought I looked it over. You yeah. know what I mean. I thought I took a quick glance. All of our, but birth- I will blatantly just put or, or a word that is spelled correctly, but just doesn't make any sense being in that particular sentence. You All know? of our birthday videos that you made us birthday is spelled wrong. No. Yes. Really? Yeah. Yes. Uh, you switch the, you transpose the H and the T. It's, You're kidding me. It's birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. All of them? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, no, you probably see. use the same slide over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just telling him now? Well, I, oh I actually said to Marissa, I was like, wait, can he? Can you change that? It's spelled wrong. And she no. was like, the way it's done, I can't change it. No. Yeah, birthday. <laughs> so we what? decided just, just not to say Oh, anything. also, you misspelled Miss Marissa's name. <laughs> one R, one S. <laughs> you know, you spelled it right in the description. Yeah. One R, one S. But in the slide. It's uh, Marissa's birthday video. <laughs> how do how did I do that that many times yeah. in a row? Uh, I think you just what, used you just same. copied it. You probably used the same template. Yeah. No. No, no I didn't. No. <laughs> Wait, you spelled it like that each time? I use this uh, program called GIMP. Yeah, Nick's birthday video. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I think I just type it incorrectly. Oh my god! And then great. I and then I look at it and I don't birthday. <laughs> <laughs> This just ruined my day. Oh, oh you man. You, you know, it's a great... my day. There's a program that I think is awesome. It's Grammarly. I've mentioned it before. And you subscribe to it, and, and it's uh, it, it gives everything you write the once-over. And it'll it'll check for things like that. It'll check for grammar. It'll check for tone of what you're writing. It might even pick out a birthday. <laughs> when did you but wait a minute. Really? Look, so I, in the description yeah. below the title, I, yeah. I wrote it properly. Why yeah. is it when I was making the thumbnail? By the way, thumbnails are a pain in the ass. They suck. Me. Clearly. Uh, you suck. You, they stink. Um, so, <sighs> damn it. That's right. It stinks. 
I mean, doing, doing thumbnails. You spelled Marissa's name wrong up here, but you got it right down here. So, you, you know, you clearly know how to spell her name and you know how to spell birthday. It's just <laughs> slip of the fingers. <laughs> birthday. <laughs> you know what? Maybe people think it's that's sort birthday. of like, a, like a, a sweet little, look at him, kind of making fun of a way a guy would say birthday. Uh, it's, it's your birthday. It's my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Happy birthday. You got Casey, right? Oh, yeah, there you go. Casey birthday video. I love him more than you. <laughs> got a Jabu. You guys spelled that right. Fish. Yeah, see, see we got okay. some right. All right. You got some things right. I, I am the world's worst typist. I just, I misspell stuff all the time. I just, I mistype it all the time. Um, I just, I'm, I'm not that great at typing. How many words a minute do you think you type with uh, effectiveness? Is there a negative, ca- uh, you know, category? <laughs> I know uh, Kathy's really good, right? You, you, what's your, what's your, what do you type? How many words per minute? Oh, I have no idea. Okay. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I, I kind of stuck with it once I learned it. I was like, yeah. oh, this is way faster and way easier. But I don't think I've ever timed myself. Was your, out, was your typing teacher? Your typing teacher was like a playmate or something like that, a Playboy playmate? Uh, the word was yeah, she okay. was yeah. So it, hence me being a lousy typist. <laughs> I was too busy looking at her cans. <laughs> Uh, hang on a second. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Typing words per minute. I wonder if there's a if we could all take a test. Yeah. Uh, who? You it's know. probably a written test. You would think so. <laughs> yeah. No, but maybe it's a. Uh, you just you know punch in and, and yeah. it tells and you follow along and you type and then it'll it'll give yeah, you results. Yeah. What's that? I think that's exactly what it is. You yeah, have you to type, type birthday type fifty times. Typingchecks.com. Here we go. Click start to begin. Go ahead. Because we could all do this. Oh, really? Wait, what, what is it? Gonna do here? Matt Higgins built this typing test. He runs a leading edge information technology company, blah, blah, blah. To accurately and precisely evaluate your word per minute typing speed and accuracy, please make sure to click the stop button immediately after you're done with the above text block. What's the site? Uh, it's um, typingcheck.com. Um, so, and then it has your results, but what it would new, t- let me do new test or start test. Let's see what it says here. New test. And then end test. Wait a minute. What? What are you supposed to print or what are you supposed to type? There's, just- there's no way this is for free. They got no words on here. There's no, no words, words on, on here. Um, you type what's written. I can't read it. There's no, there's no words on it. Yeah. I think you have to type the Matt Hagen's built a, this typing test. He runs oh, the leading do edge. that. Okay. Yeah. Do you want me to try it? Go ahead. Oh, do it. Oh, wait, I'd start new test. Um. All right. Here we go. Done. <laughs> kidding. Higgins uh, built. I'm already messing up this <laughs> typing <laughs> test. <laughs> period. He <laughs> runs a leading edge information tech. How do you spell technology? Oh, it's right there. N O L O G Y. His, his birthday is <laughs> company called. LLC. I'm not doing this. I'm done. Come on, you quit already. Let's go. Come on, Higgins. I'm the 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 listeners are are, are screaming at their. You can't out, believe what terrible radio this is. Radio. Did I did it. I had ninety. Your favorite radio show. Yeah, ninety six percent accuracy with two errors. How many per minute? Uh, where do I find that? To the right there. Somebody's going to have to talk because I'm doing this, guys. All right, do it. Sorry. All right. Uh, so, so I, don't, I don't know how many. On the site, it has net gross words per oh, minute. Okay, wait, hold on. Entry errors, accuracy, so, and elapsed time remaining. Now, I stopped. 
because um, there's no words on it. I guess it, it says 65 to 67. Uh, what, under what now? Under words the, per minute. Words per minute. Net gross words per minute. Two errors, 96% accuracy, 44.51 second elapsed. My accuracy, though I didn't complete the whole thing, uh, was 82.61%. Uh, it, by the way, it said happy birthday. No. Uh, uh, and uh, I had, what did I have? No, that's not possible. What? What does it say? 15 words per minute. Well, you probably didn't I hit. I didn't finish it. Yeah, you, yeah, and yeah. you didn't hit end test in time. Either. I didn't hit end test in time, too. That's right. uh, yeah. How many errors did you have, Kath? Two. Oh, man, I had three. I had four. Four errors. I was trying to figure out where my errors were. And I misspelled Marissa four times. Okay. <laughs> well, Preston, you probably. All right, you hit end test? Really did well. you hit it? All right, I have. 17 words per minute. Not bad. My gross words per minute is 24. Gross. Gross. Uh, I had seven errors with 85.71% accuracy. That's not bad. Elapsed time was (laughs) 120.68 seconds. That's good. Oh, yeah. I had, oh, my God. What? I I didn't put an S on the end of Illinois. I misspelled technology. I didn't capitalize Matt's name. Um... (laughs) Somebody texted and said, this is like listening to my parents work on their iPad. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Casey's still going, so he's going to... I started later than everybody. I'll bet Marissa's probably the best of us all. She flies. No? Have you ever seen like my? Have you ever seen like a oh, really professional? It's unbelievable. Like like a, like someone who takes like a, an old style. Yeah. Dictation. Dictation or hey. secretary or Marissa. I could do well except spelling. Okay. That's where I would fail. I got Like you. over the weekend, I put out a tweet and a supermarket sweep was in town, and I wrote supermarket sweet and just hit send because it was just a tweet. Who cares? Yeah. So you, you, you knowingly sent it out. All you had to go is is swap the uh, the T for a P. No, just like you, I, I looked at it, missed that I wrote yeah, T, yeah. but then everybody the points one, it out. It's like, come on. It's but the a, ones that kill you are just the weird ones. We've talked about this before, where I've literally written, I went E Y E. Yeah, because I'm so I'm so thinking about content over. Yeah, it's like what the hell. Casey, what'd you end up with? Uh, 29 words per minute, one error, uh, 97.96 accuracy, and elapsed time, 102 seconds. Well done. Thank you. And Kathy, how many words per minute did you end up with? Uh, words per minute, I had... 60-something? Six, uh, 65. Or, Damn. Or, what? Yeah. yeah. 65 words per minute, 67, oh, gross words per minute. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 she wrote labia and moist. Uh, those were the gross. the gross words. Yeah, that was okay. All right. Anyway, well, Jake there you go. Jill. If you want to check that out, if you want to find out how many <laughs> words per minute, you can go to typingcheck.splooge. I'm I'm clearly the worst. And and if anybody is watching me type like right now, sorry, I, I forget it. I I can't. Oh yes, I'm under pressure. That's I can't the worst. Do it. Yep. All right, anyhow, uh, we need to take a break. We need to come back because we got to do the Bizarre File. We're looking forward to sharing those stories with you, so make sure you stay close. And we'll reiterate the information about the uh, business challenge yes. for Camp Out for Hunger. We got a call from our buddy Matt Ritter at uh, Subaru of America just a little while ago. So we'll come back in a sec. Stay with us. Hit up the WMMR.com contest page for your chance to win the Bud Light Platinum Seltzer Homegate Kickoff Prize Pack, including a $100 Primo Hoagies gift card, a four-pack of custom pint glasses, a case of Bud Light Platinum, and more. All delivered personally by members of the Preston and Steve Show. WMMR.com. Everything that rocks. 
We have a new Daily Rush video available for your consumption. It is called That's So Negan. Yeah. Uh, and you can now watch this instead of That's So Raven. It's That's So Negan. What a show. Uh, the Walking Dead is ending, but there's some ex- exciting spinoffs headed your way. Uh, you can watch it now at uh, PrestonandSteve.com, sponsored by Punchline Philly Fishtown's first comedy club, restaurant, and bar. We also uh, mentioned earlier this morning the start of the Camp Out for Hunger business challenge with Subaru. Our buddy Matt Ritter called in uh, to let us know that they are full steam ahead and they are urging other companies <clears throat> who have the ability uh, to contribute. And they've had big budget cuts, but they still want to make sure that they contribute uh, to the Camp Out for Hunger this year. So That's, That is amazing. It, yeah. And it's so encouraging to hear that. So if you are on board, Subaru America is challenging local companies to get involved via the business challenge. The largest donation of the Camp Out for Hunger, which is going to be earlier this year. Remember, November 16th is when that uh, kicks off. Uh, the largest donation gets a live broadcast from the President Steve Show from your place of business. Second largest donation gets just as good a prize. Pierre Robert doing a live broadcast from your place of business. And you know how Pierre is. I he, would love to get a, a live. Oh, my God. We should have Pierre come and broadcast on our show somewhere. I know, yeah, yeah. Broadcast, so. <laughs> but wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, yeah he'll, the, he'll, the, he'll the turn leg- your place into a Fortune 500 company. <laughs> the legend, Pierre Robert, at your, your business doing his show for the day. It'd be awesome. Yeah. And then the third largest donation is a $20,000 advertising schedule on WMMR for the first quarter of 2021. So... Uh, the need is bigger than ever before. You can get your business and employees involved. There are complete details, including the official campout poster and toolkit at WMMR.com. And uh, Matt and the gang are working on a new video to show you how uh, to work directly with Phil Abundance so that you can take some shortcuts, <clears throat> make your money go further, and get the, the exact items that they need, that they know they need. Which is critical. And Matt was giving me a little bit of a a, a peek uh, this video is going to include full frontal. No so, yeah, way. Yeah. yeah. What, what, who's full Matt. Yeah. Man, how hairy do you think his genitals are if his knuckles are that hairy? It's got to be amazing. It's just got to be. Like, you know, like the forest. Like a beaver dam down there. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. But awesome. Yeah. Nice And beaver. generous. <laughs> so you said something that uh, escaped me and I didn't notice it either. But uh, apparently Larkin Poe, uh, it's uh, two girls singing. Not a, not a guy. That's not a guy? No. I didn't know that either. Get out of here. Um, yeah. Wow. Are, are his one named Larkin and the other one named Poe? I don't know much about the band, to be honest with you, Steve. It might be. But it's uh, female singers, not dude singers. Listen, you're talking to a guy who doesn't know, know how to spell birthday. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, their sisters, so, Rebecca and uh, Megan Lovell, or Lavelle. To be honest, I thought it was. And then when you said, I thought, oh, maybe, it's, okay, it's a guy with a higher register. But she now just it's got a, two women. She's got a deep, rich voice. Yeah. Okay. Ah, very wow. soulful. You can hear, like, she sounds like she's, like, from, like, Georgia. Do you hear that? Soviet Georgia. Yeah. No, no you uh, hear a southern accent? You do? I, specifically, I hear Georgia. You hear, like, North Georgia, and then maybe they move to, like, Nashville? Yes. That's I thought. That's kind of what I hear. Yeah. That's okay. kind of what I hear. There's still a little bit of Little Rock in there, though. <laughs> oh, you such a douchebag. He's reading the freaking Wikipedia page. <laughs> like, where the hell are you going? <laughs> How are their right. ears so finely tuned to their dialects? Yeah, they're, I'm, from, I'm gonna they're be, from Georgia. I'll be interested to see if Casey was uh, got the sun right from um, Masked Singer last week when you said that as Leanne Rhymes. Leanne Rhymes, yeah, because a lot of people uh, echoed <laughs> what you said, and I, I think you're probably right. Hmm. 
Okay. Well, anyhow. Larkin Poe. Larkin Poe. Larkin Poe. They sound Larkin like they'd Poe. be a band with Tricky Woo Records, but I don't know. <laughs> no, no, definitely, no. yeah. Okay. Yeah, you I think get of the uh, Tricky Woo vibe out of them. The Gherkin Jerkers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's do the Bizarre File. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. All right, we're going to start with this story. A lion attacked a zoo worker in Senegal and almost bit the man's hand off in the no process. Way, <laughs> a guide at uh, Park Han Zoo in Dakar, Senegal, ah. stuck his hand through the bars of the lion's cage in an attempt to pet the wild animal. Oh, my God. You don't do that. Terrifying footage shows the moment his arm was almost ripped from its socket Jeez. as the lion traps his arm in its mouth. Uh, in the video, the man screams as the lion locks his jaws around his hand in a menacing grip. Visitors are heard panicking in the background, and some throw stones at the lion in an effort to free the man. Eventually, he hits the beast on the head with his left hand, and his right hand is released from the lion's jaw. He leans over the security barrier in relief with his hand and arm still intact but dripping with blood. Uh, he works in the zoo, and other video shows him provoking the lion before the attack. It, everything you could do wrong, mm-hmm. this person's yeah. doing. Uh, the man crossed the barrier to get close to the cage and apparently slid his arm through the bar. So that's not what you do. To touch the animal to impress the tourist. What followed was a dangerous <laughs> game of cat and mouse where the lion tried to grab his arm and the man tried to hit him with his palm. Well, it's like the Tiger King. Yeah. When, yeah, she got comfortable. Yeah. And, uh, or he. And eventually the lion grabbed the man's hand, resulting in the shocking incident captured on camera. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. 40-year-old Cora Henning was charged with public intoxication after police responded to a brawl at Kroger, and she blatantly admitted to drinking. Nashville officers responded to Kroger in reference to Cora Henning fighting with another individual. When police arrived, both parties denied fighting, but Cora freely admitted to drinking. That ain't a Vienna sausage. Listen to this. Officers observed that she had slurred speech, red watery eyes, and was unsteady on her feet, and according to an affidavit... Cora is drunk daily on the Kroger property or in that general area. So it's part of a ritual. She gets lit up and she goes to Kroger. That's what she does. Some people go to, you know, sporting events. Here's my day. I wake up, have a couple pops, head over to Kroger. Uh, Cora Henning was charged with public intoxication. Everybody. Forever. (laughs) A Japanese man has pleaded guilty to murdering nine people. After contacting them on Twitter in a high-profile case that has shocked the country, it's pretty wild. He's dubbed the Twitter killer. Uh, Takashi, Takahiro uh, Shiraishi okay. was arrested in 2017 after body parts were found in his apartment. He oh. told the court in Tokyo on Wednesday that the allegations against him are all correct. But his lawyers argue that his charges should be reduced because his victims had apparently given consent to be killed. You're in that helicopter. What the <laughs> hell is going on here? Right. If if convicted of murder, Mr. Shirahishi faces the death penalty, which is carried out by hanging in Japan. The prosecution said the accused opened a Twitter account in March 2017 to contact women contemplating suicide, oh, whom he saw wow. as easy targets. Eight of his victims were female, one of them age 15. The only male victim, who was 20, was killed after confronting him about the whereabouts of his girlfriend. The 29-year-old is believed to have lured his victims by telling them that he could help them die and in some cases claimed that he would kill himself alongside them. So, but that 
can't mean he's absolved from the crimes if they're... No, 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 yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah, his Twitter profile contained the words, I want to help people who are uh, really in pain. Please DM me anytime. LOL. Uh, the serial killings first came to light when police were looking into the disappearance of a young woman who later turned out to be one of the victims. Officers visited Mr. Uh, Sira Ishii's flat uh, where they found dismembered body parts. His lawyers argued his victims had agreed to be killed, so the charges should be reduced to murder with consent. Your Honor, I know this looks bad. (laughs) Never heard of murder with consent. Uh, This carries a lower prison sentence between six months and seven years, but it is reported Mr. Uh, Shira Ishii disagrees with his lawyers. Uh, The murders prompted a change by Twitter, which amended its rules to state users should not promote or encourage suicide or self-harm. I find your lawyer impressive, especially because he's wearing a cowboy hat. (laughs) They have him over there, too? Absolutely. I had no idea. Police are dealing with what people are calling a very unusual case of shoplifting. Three people stole thousands of dollars of teeth whitening products. Man. Crest white strips, to be exact. Must have been easy to find. (laughs) The incident occurred. Yeah, their teeth are shining. Uh, the incident, My God, your teeth are gorgeous. Uh, the incident occurred at a business on Saturday. Uh, now the police are asking the public to help in identifying the perpetrators. The culprits in this case acted as a team in uh, type of uh, d- in a type of distraction theft. Teeth, teeth whitening. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, one person created a distraction, allowing accomplices to steal the targeted item. Police say surveillance video shows two men and a woman were involved in the caper. All three were wearing protective masks. Mm-hmm. One of them distracted the cashier while the other two walked out the door with the whitening strips. Are whitening strips That's costly? what I was going to say. Yeah. What, uh, I don't know they if they're expensive mean... and if but, there's a black market for them. Like we were kind of stunned to feel the, to find out that the, the baby formula, like Similac, was... Yeah, the people were Being taking that. Clipped, yeah. And I think razors too, don't they? A razor? Don't yes. They keep, they, those? they keep them in a special um, They're locked like yeah. yeah, locked in a case you have to get right. them locked. Yeah. 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 Well, anyhow, huh. whitening strips. They went for it. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, we're going to break and when we come back, let's see if we can give something away. We have a new prize for the uh lesson question and uh, actually it's no, it's the overnight no. stay at uh, the Hard Rock again. So pretty sweet deal. I'm glad we have those again. So We'll come back in a second with a question about the show. We'll see if you can win. Trash and Music News coming up, too. Be right back. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. It's always been Acme's goal to make sure that football fans have everything they need to cheer on the Eagles. And today, that goal is no different. No matter what game days look like this year, they'll be there to help you kick off, cheer from your favorite seat, and host like a pro with all the snacks, party trays, and game day foods you know and love. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We do what's called the lesson question. We'll see if you've been paying attention. And uh, I now have questions for me. We're going to give away, by the way, for the correct answer, a $50 dining credit and an overnight stay at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino Atlantic City. It's good for a Sunday through Thursday stay only. So the question we're going to go with is, what does Buffalo Bill like to make in the basement of his house? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know. Now, it's not really from the movie or anything like that. No. You had to heard. You had to have heard earlier on the show what was mentioned. What does Buffalo Bill like to make in the basement of his house? 
WMMR. It's something in common with me. Just give you a little hint. We'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Let's see where we're going today. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, Sharon Osborne acknowledging on the talk that she and former sex addict husband Ozzy Osborne now get intimate about once a week. Sharon later admitted that Ozzy just thinks it's sex, but she's actually just flossing his teeth. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> Jessica Alba has revealed that she was instructed not to look at any of the main cast in the eyes while guest starring on the on Beverly Hills 90210. Alba said the request was especially difficult for her as she was guest starring as an optometrist. So, <laughs> oh my God. And finally, Anna de Armas, who we all love, saying her Knives Out co-star Jamie Lee Curtis helped her get into shape for her new role as Marilyn Monroe in The Blonde. Said Armas, quote, Jamie gave me some yogurt that made me crap my brains out. So, <laughs> that's your Hollywood trash. All right, we shall see if we can find an answer to the question, what does uh, Buffalo Bill like to make in the basement of his house? 215-263-WMMR is the number, and it is Charles we're going to go to. Hey, Charles. Good morning, it. Good morning, it. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that back. Uh, and to anybody out there, happy birthday. Ah, uh, nice. <laughs> Charles, what, is, uh, what does Buffalo Bill like to make in the basement of his house? He likes to make drum videos. Drum videos, yeah. yes. Yeah, hang on a second, Charles. Uh, for you, we're going to give you a $50 dining credit and an overnight stay at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City, winner of 17 Best of Gaming Awards in Casino Player Magazine, including Best Suites, Best Spa, and Favorite Casino Resort. Indoor and outdoor dining is now available. You can get fall escape rates at the hotel starting at $79 Sunday through Thursday. Visit Hard Rock Hotel, AtlanticCity.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! Yeah! All right, let's start with the band Lincoln Park. Uh, members Mike Shinoda, Brad Delson, Johan, Rob Bird- Burden, and Dave Phoenix Farrell, or Farrell are going to take part in a Q&A session with fans on Friday as part of the 20th anniversary celebration of their debut album, Hybrid Theory. Uh, the event begins on, uh, or at 5 p.m., I should say. It says 5 p.m. BST. Yes. What's BST? Bacon, salmon, and tomato. Okay. <laughs> that sounds lovely. It does. Uh, British so- summertime. I've never heard of this before. Okay. Uh, it'll be on watch.lincolnpark.com, and tickets are available to purchase now. A second showing will also be held 12 hours after the premiere. This marks the group's first interview since 2017. After the Q&A, Lincoln Park will world premiere footage from their Project Revolution tour uh, closer, which was recorded in Vegas in 2002. Songs on the set list include Hybrid Theory, cover of Deftones' My Own Summer, and special guest performances. Proceeds from the live stream will go to Crew Nation and the National Independent Venue Association. Like all musicians halted by the global pandemic, Hailstorms Lizzie Hale has been affected by the world changes over the past few months. And that includes social and political issues, which she tells Loudwire, Loudwire Nights will find their way into her new music. She said, uh, I think a lot of these things end up seeping into my core. I've always written from a core element of my truth. Uh, but by being literally in my home studio every single day, by being here and just 
doing everything purely for me because there's no timeline. She's probably corn like a mofo. There's no timeline for when the uh, record's going to be done. There's no timeline for even if the record was done, when are we going to tour on it? On a positive note, Hale says because of the uncertainty, the lack of timeline for touring and an album has been very freeing. She said, I'm really excited because I feel like I've almost gone back to when I was a teenager. That was such a freeing time because I didn't know anything about the business. So all I was doing was writing from whatever was in my head and my place of truth. Uh, Their last studio album came out in 2018, by the way. Corey Taylor has revealed that Slipknot is starting to plan their next album. He said that uh, I was thinking just uh, talking to Clown the other day about what we should. What do you think we're going to do? Because we were obviously (laughs) thinking about what the next album could be like. And he's in this trippy place, dude, which is rad. Uh, I love it when he's in this crazy mindset because I know I'm going to hear stuff that I've never heard before. I said he's so goddamn creative and that inspires Jim and all the tumblers really start to fall. So it's pretty rad. I can't wait. Uh, he is currently. Oh, you're too kind. Currently promoting his uh, debut solo album, CMFT. Tommy Lee spoke candidly about his most recent bout with the bottle during an in depth chat with Yahoo Entertainment. Lee, who's now 58, releases his latest solo set titled Andro on October 16th. The album features contributions from uh, Buck Cherry's Josh Todd, Post Malone, Brooke Candy, and rappers Kilvane, Push Push, and Grimes. Lee talked about how bad his alcohol abuse had gotten prior to his last stand in rehab. Uh, remembering it, he said it was crazy. He said, uh, I've been sober for four years, and I've been sort of an on and off. I've been sort of on and off for a long time. I go through these phases where I just want to live a different life and F all that dumb crap. And then I decide, you know what? I don't want to live like that anymore. I want to have a lot of play and be effed up and be stupid and all that. Uh, he wanted to recall, so in this particular instance... I had been home. I had all this time home, not touring, just being at home. I did what I told you. I just enjoyed being home. I literally did nothing. I would just float around and drink, just effing drink. I didn't notice it until towards the end of it when I was like, oh, man, I got to stop. This is effing insane. Like, I was drinking just out of boredom. I would wake up and just be building a glass with all vodka and just a little eyedropper of cranberry or lemonade. Wow. And listen to this. He said I was drinking two gallons. Not pints, not quarts, but gallons, the big handles, a day. Two gallons a day? How are you not dead? I think he probably means half gallons because the big handles, Mm -hmm. those those are half gallons. So he's probably saying two half gallons. (laughs) Which, uh, which, anyway, a gallon of vodka a day is insane. Yeah, That's just about the right amount, right? Uh, Just about right. Well, as long as it's cranberry juice, you're fine. (laughs) Well, he has an eyedropper of cranberry juice in there to cut it. He said, I just realized, whoa, dude, you're drinking enough to, well, you could possibly die. This might be too much. And it wasn't even phasing me. I just became sort of immune to it, he said. But he got it together, and it's been four years sober. I don't know how you physically survive that kind of imbibing. Yeah. I think we have a clip to go along with this. John Bon Jovi managed to uh, get a good slam into his former bandmate and song partner, uh, Richie Sambora, while promoting his just-released new book, Bon Jovi album, or his new, not new book, his new Bon Jovi album 2020. Uh, during an online chat with Germany's Rock Antenne, both, uh, I'm sorry, Bon had Bon Jovi. They should Jovi. just call him John. Yeah. John went so far as to insinuate that Sambora's life is in disarray, as well as surmising that the band might have fallen prey to laziness at Sambora 
not bailed in 2013. Here's the clip. You know, there's not a day that goes by that I don't wish that Richie had his life together and was still in the band. Yeah. You know, but he didn't. And yet, you know, in a weird way, it's because of his inability to 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 get it together anymore that we went on and wrote This House Is Not For Sale. And it was a very strong record in that I'm able to write songs like this. There you go. Yeah, interesting. Shame. Yeah, it is, right? Yeah. So you wish he was back in the band, John Bon Jovi? <laughs> <laughs> we edited the the interviewer out of that, so, but uh, that was him. So, uh, you're from New Jersey, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're living on a prayer, right? Whoa, whoa. Yeah. It gets slippery when wet. Slippery, very slippery. <laughs> One last thing, Rocktober Madness is taking place. Let me see, when is... Uh... That's the bracket thing, right? Yeah, I'm looking when Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi doesn't go up for How a few... How is Bon Jovi doing? Bon Jovi, jo- John doesn't face off for a while. It'll be sublime against Bon Jovi, but that's not for several more days. <laughs> Uh, the matchups are as follows today. Aerosmith and Bob Dylan in the Pierre Pancake bracket. That's a tough one. Guns N' Roses and Stone Temple Pilots in the Preston Steve bracket. Uh, you have Soundgarden and Prince against in the Jackson and Sarah bracket. And then Jackie and Brent's bracket will feature Shinedown and Motley Crue. Soundgarden and Prince. There's, you know, Prince has every right to be sitting in a rock pairing, you know. So, wow. Yep. I wonder how that might turn out. Uh, I'm curious. We'll find out later on today. So it starts at 1130. Uh, Pierre's got 1130 and 130. And then Jackson has them at 330 and 530, the matchups. And uh, please uh, let your voice be heard and uh, vote for who you think should move on. And there you go. That's what I have in music news. Let's take a break. Let's come back in a second. Get ready to wrap the whole thing up. We will do that next. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Tala. Celebrating our area's best talent. Bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. Hear and see more at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Holla. Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Monday. Gonna put this one uh, to bed and uh, move on and... Have our sights set on Tuesday. We will work our way towards the weekend. The weather's going to be beautiful this week. Um, we have some clouds as we speak, but we'll have uh, sunshine tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, it'll be 78 by the time we get to Wednesday, and then we're going to be settling down into the 60s. That's okay. The next few days after that, but yeah. For autumn? Not too bad. For Annabelle. For, I knew you were going to say it. I knew that. <laughs> For Annabelle. She loves the colder weather. <laughs> oh dear Annabelle. Uh, the following is a political announcement <laughs> from Annabelle. Annabelle. <laughs> All right, I want to thank our uh guests on the program today. Uh Ian Zeering. Yes. Swamp Thing is on tomorrow, and it is the premiere of it on the CW, 8 p.m. You'll be able to see that. Uh Mr. Lewis Black was on. Yes. I love it. Too short with him, though. We could have gone I longer. I know. I know. They were giving us the wrap-up, unfortunately, but we could chat for a long time. 
Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, the premiere of his Sorry, new stand-up special is uh, called Thanks for Risking Your Life. And it's available tomorrow on Amazon Prime, iTunes, Google Play, Xbox, and others. Uh, so it was nice. And our buddy Matt Ritter Yay! from Subaru. Saw the program tell us about the uh, business challenge that uh, Subaru of America is getting behind. Camp Out for Hunger. November 16th is when that starts. If you have a business and you want to win either a live broadcast from our show, a live broadcast from the Pierre Robert program, or a uh, $20,000 ad campaign for the first quarter of 2021, uh, go to WMMR.com. Learn the secrets of getting in touch with Phil Abundance and being a business that's donating. You can get, uh, you can really stretch your money if it's done the proper yeah. way. Just do it. That's all you got to do. Um, so that's all at WMMR. Dot com and we urge you to do that and we're looking forward to your support and uh we'll we'll roll out more of the details the camp out uh, for hunger as they become available because we're working on this stuff right now that's what we're up to how was your weekend pierre fine thank you excellent man how was yours it was good good nice got outside a couple times good. took a nice old nature walk it was good. beautiful out and i took a walk yesterday how was yours steve it was damn good good it was uh, hiking and uh the the fire pit is perfect this time of year perfect uh and even if you don't have a fire pit just drag a piece of furniture out and set it on fire <laughs> yeah do that yeah. it's beautiful yeah and kathy what did you do shop uh no i went to well yes i got ice cream at mary mead farm nice activities <laughs> Uh, and then Jace made his first communion yesterday. Oh, that's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we had a, an eventful weekend. Nice. Sounds like it. All right. Uh, you want to do the letter of the day? I do. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter B as in beginning. B as in beginning. All right, and uh, we are going to have, by the way, a great prize for you, a chance to win a $300 Red Robin gift card. Yum! How you want, whether it's dine-in, delivery, to-go, or outdoor heated tents, Red Robin Yum and gift cards are available. Uh, I'm sorry, they're only valid at the 21 Red Robin locations in eastern and central PA. Owned by the Lehigh Valley Restaurant Group, you can visit Red Robin PA. Dot com for more I love it, Robin. information. Yeah, uh, what's coming up on the program today, sir? Well, there'll be the matchups as you mentioned a moment ago. Uh, it's Aerosmith against Bob Dylan. That'll be at eleven thirty. At one thirty, Guns and Roses versus STP, and uh, then with Jackson, three thirty is a uh, Soundgarden versus Prince. A very interesting lineup, as you mentioned, Steve, uh, and Shine Down against Motley Crue at five thirty. So those are the uh, Rocktober Madness uh, lineups for today. Workforce Blocks will have Steve Miller for his birthday. We've got ACDC in the doors. Nice. Yeah. It'll be an eventful day. It will be an eventful day. Thank you, sir. <laughs> You're welcome, sir. I'm going to thank our sponsors. The Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Primo Hoagies. Watching the game at home, of course you are, but uh, you don't have to eat like it. Score big, serve in style. Primo Hoagie Party Trays is not just a hoagie. It's a primo. You can find the locations at primohoagies.com. Also brought to you by Acme Markets, fresh food, local flavors, and Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve show. Uh, tomorrow on our program, uh, we have Flyers goaltender Brian Elliott uh, just re-signed. We're nice. Chat with him for a moment. And actor Keith Coogan, to remind you, I gave Casey a list of people, characters from movies, actors that I just thought would be kind of fun to get on the show from time to time. Keith Coogan played uh, the little brother in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. The one who becomes a chef. He was also in Toy Soldiers. Great movie. Yep. 
And he was also in the little brother in uh, the Adventures in Babysitting film. He was little brother a lot. Which is outstanding. And he's just played some cool characters. So we'll just we'll say hi, meet him, and yes. find out about These that are the stuff. people we enjoy. Not the superstars, it. though. You can call in, too. We can get Tom Hanks <laughs> on, too, if you want. All right, that's it. We are done. Rage <laughs> on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve love you. Hate you. Line. Yeah, about Jason Alexander getting spit on him, walking down the street and all that. Shit. You can't hate the player for playing the goddamn game. If you recall, Bradley Cooper was a piece of douchebag when we all met him. Wedding crashers, but he's a man. Speaks like three languages. Can probably kick all our ass. Looks better than everybody in the world. You can't hate the player for the game. Next message. Yoga, yoga, yoga pants, yoga pants. I love, I love, I love yoga pants. Next message. I have lost my voice. I do not have COVID, okay? I lost my voice, you stupid The Breston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack! Sell them for less.